0: Here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando, available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio
2: app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, the Phillips File.
3: Alright, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime.
4: Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips file. This one for Thursday. That's Thursday, March 29th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls, listen to your stuff, whatever that stuff might happen to be. News and current events, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And of course, we'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. Why? Well, that's what we do around here. So take part of the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. We encourage you to check that out. Follow me on Twitter at Real Jim. Then of course, send us a text on anything at any time. We will read it. We'll look at it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile, 77031, powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. But on the phones, long distance, toll free, one 978 1041 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo remains on vacation. She is scheduled to be back with us on Monday. So Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz will have the news in her place. Jack is here as well. Later in the program, right after the news, that bonus round of closest to the pin, it will be Pinkman against Fritz. We will ask one of you to pick a side, and if you pick the winning side, you will receive that U Matter business card that guarantees you good fortune for the rest of your life. Of course, if you choose incorrectly, you will have bad fortune for 24 hours. It's really up to you. Then we'll have Jack's audio file today. Today's Thursday. We'll talk some sports with Pat Clark. He handles sports over at Channel 2. W-E-S-H Channel 2. We'll talk to him at about uh, 4.40 or so. Regular round of closest to the pin today. We'll talk with Dirty Jim as well. It's the Jim Colbert Show tomorrow between the hours and 3 and 7. I need to make a notation here because I want to talk to uh, Jimmy about tomato sauce. There we go, tomato sauce.
5: Like we can't answer those questions?
4: No. Damn it. And uh, so you want to win We'll follow all that. No Eddie the Shaman today. It's
5: fine arts night at his son's elementary school, and his son is performing.
4: Oh, come on. Like, that's a good excuse. (laughs) (laughs) How rude. We will have uh, So You Want to Winnow with Fritz and Mr. Pinkman as your lifelines. Sorry. So there we go. All right. Not cool, bro. (laughs) Yeah, not cool, bro. Yeah, not cool, bro. Who took the baklava? What happened to the baklava? Before you answer, I saw you looking over there. Something's going on. Who? Jim Colbert, in, uh, in, uh, in, right after his interview, that he, uh, his cooking show, he comes down the hall, and he's got a big uh, container of baklava. And he knows I'm a baklava, baklava aficionado. And there must have been 10 pieces of baklava in there. I took one and then put the container, and I left the container, as I remember, on my desk. So I come in today. I've got ai got a terrible sweet tooth. And I'm, you know, I didn't think about it when I came in. It's just about. Yeah. So I come in today. I didn't think about it immediately, probably because I didn't see it there. So I'm sitting at my desk and all of a sudden, like, what happened to that baklava? Hey. So then I'm thinking, well, not a lot of people have access to this office. True. Or, so what happened to the baklava? <laughs> well, Jim. Baklava is a, uh, is a um, Greek delicacy. Yeah, Greek and in the dessert? Middle East. It's a dessert. It's sweet. Honey, it's got pistachios. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely delicious. And this baklava that he, that he gave to me was superb. I mean, it's absolutely superb.
5: Now, speaking to the security of the office, um, Pinkman no longer locks the office, so it's open 24-7. And with that said, Fritz, would you like to explain what happened with the baklava?
6: Um, I did not go into the office last night. Um, Not cool, bro. I wasn't even here. Not cool. I was at the job fair.
4: When I have food food and I don't want it, I always say, hey, take this, take that. You want this, take it with you, whatever. When I leave food there, it's not, hey, everybody, you have permission to take this. um, Not
6: cool. Do you want to handle this? Well,
4: I mean, I even,
1: what?
6: Even when the office <laughs> is, like, wide open, people usually don't walk in at all because they're intimidated by you.
4: Well, you shouldn't. It doesn't matter who's got food. You don't take food. You don't take something without somebody's permission.
5: I blame Ross. Uh, Pinkman, do you have anything to say?
1: I've done nothing wrong here. Really? Yes. Okay. Do you have anything to say?
5: Sure. Pinkman gave it to me.
1: <laughs> Come on, bro. I I did <laughs> oh. not. I did not.
5: Now here's the deal. In all I, fairness, this food was not on your desk. It was on the cardenza, desk
1: the auxiliary desk. No, it was on my desk when I left.
5: Not when I. It was I,
4: on my desk when I left. Is that true, Mister Pinkman? You guys weren't I out of the studio when
1: I left. It was on my desk. I didn't move it. Someone yeah, must okay. have moved it. It then. doesn't
5: matter. Well, what matters <laughs> is when you guys. It's not funny. Either. <laughs> <laughs> you will. It's d- really not funny. <laughs> you will I'm normally sorry. say. Uh, I want to take this home or th- this is mine or, you know, save this. But normally when food is left at the end, it's usually up to one of us to remove the food from the office. Correct. And Mr. Pinkman was ready to throw it out.
1: That is not true. So oh, yeah. You do, take I it was home? putting it in the fridge. Oh, so it's in the fridge. It is in the fridge? No. No. <laughs> I put it in the fridge,
4: but it's not in there. I mean, I'm not usually. I don't throw on terms like that because it's generational because of my age. But I mean, in this particular case, I can say not cool, bro.
5: Well, then he. It's not cool, bro. How did you? What did you say to me about the baklava after you put it in the fridge? You said, "Do I want it?" Or
1: wait a minute. No, I didn't ask. Did it it. it go in the fridge or not? our fr- I, the little fridge or the big fridge? It's the not there one.
5: now. Let me just say that.
1: I had put it in there because But it how was did it come out. to my
5: attention? Because I was not part of this baklava. I didn't have one piece. I didn't even need any.
1: Well, you walked by and you were all like, oh, baklava. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to put it in the fridge. And then something transpired. Took and it that, home, didn't you? That's I what I not. said. Well, somebody took it home.
5: I said, how many pieces are there? Well, I didn't say that. I look. There were four pieces left.
4: Well, then something has really messed up. Well, I don't know what like, happened. There were ten pieces, and I only had one. And so I said, "Oh, if you're so, there are nine pieces. Yeah. The yeah. last I know of, there were nine pieces. This is what you get. This is prime time drive drive radio in the afternoon, folks. All right. Well, so I wanted so to do pieces something good. Of baklava there were... in, a, in, a, in one of those plastic, uh, you know, containers like yeah. you see the cookies at Publix.
1: Yeah. Yes. If there were nine when you left, someone else touched it before we did. Because
4: there were only
5: four by the time I got to it. Correct. and And I did not know this is something you wanted to save, but I said I would like to bring that to the nurse's station at Orlando Regional Hospital where I was on my way to, and that's what I did. So I brought him to the nurse's station.
4: Oh, what'd they so say? Isn't that sweet? Oh he's a nice guy. And it'd say, Hey, not not for nothing, but I ripped this off the boss's desk. No, and I, I hope did you not. enjoy Baklava.
5: I took it from Pinkman's hands. I did not see it on your desk. I would have never touched
1: anything on your desk. Wait a minute.
4: My desk is fine. So what, you had it in your hands and you handed handed it to him?
1: No, I put it in. Am I wasting all this time? It was, when we walked in, it was not on your desk. It was on the auxiliary desk with four pieces in the box. I go, okay, I'll put this in the fridge so it can be eaten tomorrow or whatever. And then Jack's like, hey, I think nurses would like that, Danny o And then he took it out of my hands after I took it out of the fridge.
5: Yeah, so he handed it to me.
1: So it's your fault, really.
5: Yeah, I guess or A guy.
4: new rule. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If somebody
1: brings me food.
4: It's got to re- it's got to remain there. If you want to put it in the but fridge, it has to remain there unless I say, "Hey, do you want to take home some baklava?" Here's uh, I understand. Or that. or if you come to me and say, "Hey, boss." Yeah. What are you going to do with the baklava? Well, Cuz I might say, "I don't care, take it." I probably would have said, you know, I don't need that. I got enough fat on me, so just but we were in there, there at 7 o'clock. You were already gone. But I was really looking to, you know. Yeah, oh, well, of course. As soon as t- the End but of the program. I'm out of here. Whenever
5: I'm- we have food, you le- just leave it behind. You, I'm not
4: gonna, am I going to sit around? So, we're going to have a group hug or something? No. I'm the hell out of here. <laughs> but
5: every time that there's food, if we just left it until we had your permission to get rid of it, that, that would be covered in I roaches. I don't even remember
4: seeing it when I left. It
5: was... Because it was know. on the auxiliary desk.
4: No, I, I Anyway, not not cool.
7: Your
5: Honor, check the video.
4: was my bottle That's there's, there's,
6: there's a camera in there. There's Better a cam, not be. There's a camera in the office.
4: I hope not.
1: No there's, comment.
6: Yeah, I think I think you need to tell someone before, right?
1: Nah, so you, you don't have to tell anybody oh, yeah. if there's a camera. Who do you? Who asked
4: you?
6: you? Yeah, I am I was asking you
1: if there's
4: a camera in there. Mr. All I know lawyer is over here.
5: you're here every day, and the day you're not here, something bad happens. Yeah. Wait, wait, okay,
4: all right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Just, you know, next time. Yeah, Just, next you know, time. Boss, it. you want to take this home? Jack usually does that. Yeah. Pinkman never does
1: that. No. Nope. I never take food home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's so why I he said take he, did, this home. he
5: didn't want to take it. He goes, I can't have those carbs.
1: Yeah, that was nice of me.
4: Oh yeah, you still you know, you're a year out from your wedding, if not a little bit less. You gotta
1: watch it. Yeah, I'm thinning out a little bit.
6: Yeah, you should have seen him eating lunch. He was eating anything, his his eyes graced.
1: Why are you so mean to me?
6: It's true. I'm just saying. He's eating pizza tacos, kidobo.
7: I had Moroccan No, today we
6: had Moroccan street food from Kefta.
5: And the reason we had Moroccan street food is because they're part of the World Food Festival happening. This Saturday, which is going to be a lot of fun, at Cranes Roost, free to come from noon until seven PM. Live music. You just uh, you can get tickets for the food and drinks when you're there, yeah. but it's just free to come. Join us. Free to park. You get more information on the website at worldfoodfestivalflorida.com. dot com. Brought to you by Fox 35 and Hunter Vision. But join us at Crane's Truce this Saturday. It's going to be oh, awesome. All yeah, uh, We're
4: keeping an eye on the uh, Noor Salman trial, of course. The uh, widow of the Pulse nightclub uh, gunman. She's on trial in Orlando Federal Court. This is day two of jury deliberations. Uh, the longer the jury is out, the better for her. That's generally how it works. I have predicted uh, it will be a hung jury or not guilty verdict. But uh, we'll see. What becomes of that? Uh, Mass murderer Nicholas Cruz is getting stacks of fan mail and love letters sent to the Broward County Jail along with hundreds of dollars in contributions to his commissary account. Go figure. We'll talk about that as well as the afternoon wears on. Plenty of things happening. We'll get to it in a couple of minutes or so with the news with Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio (laughs) 104.1. Mo remains on vacation. She will be back with us on Monday as long as she can get a flight out of her vacation spot. I don't see any problems there. So in the meantime, Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz have the news. Oh, By yeah. the way, I my wife has figured out how you can recover from the
1: uh, baklava incident. Yeah, Fritz. No, you. What did I do?
7: <laughs>
5: Pickman, you're in charge Jack's, of the office.
1: Jack's the one that took it. I don't you live You should have said anymore. something. Said, yeah. yeah, you should have. Yeah, bro, that's not cool, bro. Don't take the baklava. I tried, and he said, I outrank you, soldier. Yeah. What? Chocolate chip cookies, please. Oh, oh With awesome. Those little brilliant.
4: pieces of coconut. One full oh, tin will get you off the hook.
6: That's a good idea.
5: Catherine's brilliance shines through once again. Unless
1: you and your fiancé are a little bit too busy. I'm a little too uh, busy for a lot of things. What's in the news? Well, I have to tell you first, the news today is brought to you by Fox 35, the news station for bigger, bolder, better news coverage. Watch Fox 35 News at 10 with Charles Billi and Luann Sorrell. That's right after your favorite Fox primetime show, only on Fox 35. That's a good crew over there. Oh, yeah. Yep. They know what they're doing. It's a good crew.
4: You got,
5: you know, Fryer and uh, Amy Caulfield in the mornings. Right. Nice people. Really
1: nice people. Good weather staff over there. Yep. Jamie King, Brooks Tomlin. Are oh, in a
4: good mood? Glenn Richards.
1: Yeah, all no, those. he's oh, nice got people. a smile
4: on their faces. I mean, they don't have a smile on their faces if they're reporting some tragic news. Yeah, that would, that, that would be really yeah, weird. That would be weird. But they got a good, you know, they got a good thing going on over there. Thanks for the invite.
1: Lovely people. Fox thirty-five. <laughs> Speaking of news, a UCF student is going to be deported after uh, quote disturbing behavior. Uh, this is an international student who owned high-powered rifles, alarmed police and classmates with his disturbing behavior, and is now being deported back to China after a judge found him to be out of compliance with his visa.
4: Who gets the guns?
1: Uh, uh, I assume this kid bought his own guns. Winley, well, I mean, Well,
4: are not taking them back to China. They're not letting oh, them back no, in China. I'm
1: sure the police confiscated them. Oh, what probably. do they do with them? Break them down? Destroy them? Auction them off? Probably destroy That's him, It's not right? their property. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm not sure. When Liang's son, 26, came to the attention of UCF police after university staff reported a dramatic change in his appearance and behavior, mm. including spending $70,000 cash on a new car out of the blue, the university said in a press release. Uh, people noticed a distressing change in this young man, and they alerted UCF PD, said yeah. Chief okay, Richard good. Beery. Berry, so, Barry? Beery. Barry. B-E-A-R-Y. B-E-A-R-Y. It's
5: pronounced Barry. He's got a douchebag brother, and that's how you pronounce his yeah, douchebag brother. He's a brother's pretty, good, name. pretty
4: good chief of police yeah. out there at UCF, but his brother's a douchebag.
5: Kevin. What? Kevin Douchebag Barry. I don't real know who t- that is.
4: Right wing. Yeah, he used to be the sheriff here in Orange County. Mm. Gotcha. He's a real... He's a real... Cuckoo. I yeah, heard he's a Politically a, a cuckoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's off the wall. Yeah.
6: Am I right, Fritz? Bing, bing, bing. You are not incorrect. Nice. Uh, jurors this morning began their second day of deliberations in the trial of Nor Salman, mm-hmm. the widow of the Pulse nightclub gunman. Uh, so far, the jurors have deliberated for about three hours yesterday, and they asked um, the U.S. District Judge Paul Byron, what exactly would constitute encouragement and support in the aiding and abetting charge Salman faces? What if he just said, it? I don't know. That's pretty much what he did. He called uh, Solomon well, like, and charges her...
4: the jury. Said, you know, hey, were you listening when I charged the jury? Were you paying any attention when I was charging the jury and told you what the, the definition of these charges? Well, I'll wake up, everybody. That's what I would do if I was the judge.
6: But what would encouragement? <laughs> I mean, isn't aiding and abetting? Isn't that the same thing as encouragement and support? Well,
4: encouragement to me is don't worry about a thing, baby. You just go get them. Okay, you know you just you know I know everything that's going on, and you know get out there and uh, you know do what you have to do. you know what I'm saying?
6: I mean, I can understand that, but it's you know seems- exactly
4: what's happening. you told me all your plans, I want you to try the best to you know the, the the best of your ability to to get the job done. I think she's just stupid, naive, might have been manipulated and abused, and uh, I, I you know, yeah. I don't. I, I think. It, I think it's the Justice Department saying, "Well, we're going to get our pound of flesh. We're going to show everybody what we can that we can get the job done here." Yeah, exactly. and
5: I thought you were wrong on that in the beginning when you were saying that. But the more that comes out of that courtroom, the more it seems like yeah, you, I think, you <laughs> know, that might be right. And yeah. you
4: know, then you ask yourself, what would anybody else do? I mean, especially if you're the victim of spouse abuse mm-hmm. and you're terrified of this individual. More terrified of him than what you think he might be involved in. That's all. Thank you.
6: So, the um, U.S. District Judge Paul Byron said he could not give ex- um, specific exam- examples of willful encouragement, but he could give them a definition. So, this is what he told them: Salmon would have to associate herself with a criminal with a criminal act and wish it to succeed. Right, so they kind of agreed on that, and then he sent that back. I think
4: it's going to be a stretch. I may be way off on this. I'm pretty good in predicting uh, many of these uh, trials.
7: Well, Casey if she gets Anthony, caught.
4: I was about the only one in this town who was right about that, and the uh, and the Trayvon Martin case. I'm not saying that I thought Zimmerman uh, did the right thing, but I I thought under Florida law he's going to walk. He did. I was wrong on one. What was the what was the one I was wrong on? Late, Not not too long ago. You got Trayvon... Wait. I got Trayvon Martin right. I got Casey Casey Anthony Anthony, right. Right.
1: High-profile case? Yeah, fairly high. Not as high-profile. There was... uh, We did have a bet on whether... um, What's her name? Aramis Ayala would be able to return to some of her cases. That uh,
4: was yeah,
1: it. Anyway,
4: right. yeah
6: she, could, uh, she could land herself uh, in prison for life if if she is found guilty.
1: All right, let me take a
4: little break. Good job, guys. Up to uh, up to now, but you still have another twenty minutes of news. Okay. Oh it's the Phillips file on Real Radio one oh four point one. Be returning on Monday back to the news with Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz.
1: All righty. We have a food day today. What is it? It is National Lemon Chiffon Cake Day. I don't know what that is. I think I've had it, but I can't quite describe it. Sounds like it might be light and tasty. Sounds like a summertime cake to me. It does. Yeah. Lemon yes. The
4: chiffon. lemon
5: part or the chiffon part?
1: Just you know, the whole, it's light.
4: It's, it's Yeah. So like, chiffon
5: not... implies light?
4: I think so, yes. Okay. Watching
6: yeah. the horses race with a gin Giblet and a lemonless, lemonless,
1: yeah. and gin giblet. What is it's, he talking about? It's a gimlet. Gimlet. <laughs> a but, gin but giblet.
5: You can have a giblet.
1: <laughs> mm. Delish. That's <laughs> like a, a turkey like or soaked of, in yeah. gin. A turkey giblet. And, and
4: hey, he puts a turkey innards in a blender and, and, and you a put a little giblet. Worcestershire sauce <laughs> in there, and then he put it in a nice cold cup and drink it down. That's pretty damn good, you know gin. what I'm saying? How is it? Gamey. Oh my god. Or a little gravy in there, you know. The mashed taters.
1: Hey. I'm gonna get this thing gonna get a tweet. Funny yeah, it's enough, coming. It's coming. Tomorrow. A tomorrow since we're not here. Sorry, baby. I'm just trying to put food on the table. Turkey neck soup day tomorrow. Turkey neck soup day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so close. Okay, speaking nice. Speaking giblets, <laughs> that's a beautiful segue. <laughs> <then, Gin> giblets. <laughs> Saturday is three different days on the thirty first. You have Tater Day, National Clams on the Half Shell Day, mm. and Orange and Lemon Day.
4: Ugh. Clams on the half shell,
1: yeah.
4: I've never heard of clams on the half shell. I've Me heard of oysters neither. on the half shell. Same thing. No. Yeah. Oh no. Well, raw clams. clams. You're eating a raw clam.
5: But clams and oysters. Oyster- I mean, you serve them the same way. you Either steam them or you just shuck no, them clams, and pop them open. No,
4: clams, no oysters on a half shell are never are never steamed. No, they're raw. Usually, they're raw. They're raw oysters. When you say, "Yeah, take a dozen uh, oysters on a
1: half shell," they're they're brought out cold on ice. Clams. I don't know anybody who so, would eat a raw clam. I guess that it's is a raw. thing. Raw clams on the half shell. I found a I, recipe. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I always get them steamed. Me Tasty. too. Steamed. Thank you. Tell you what. Thank mm-hmm. you. A
4: little bit of butter. Oh yeah. How are you talking?
1: That ain't nothing. anybody better. got the Laura In- Ingram story? Oh yes, sir. She's taking a hit. Uh, companies are dropping, advertisers I should say, are dropping Laura Egram, Ingram after she slammed David Hogg uh, in a statement Thursday A spokesman for OnMet. Online travel website TripAdvisor said the company does not condone the inappropriate comments made by this broadcaster. What'd
4: she say? She's the Fox host at night right before Hannity?
1: Yes. For the radio program
4: as well? What'd I'm, she say about her? I'm trying her. to find
1: exactly Hoga's what she Oh, the one said. with the pompadour wears a suit jacket, it seems. Yes, yes. Real skinny Big. kid. Yeah, his dad was in the FBI or whatever. Yeah. Real articulate, Arkland kid.
4: Crisis actor. She
1: said something
4: about, uh, I think, his being rejected oh, by some colleges or whatever, despite did. having a 4.2 grade point average.
1: Who cares that he's... <laughs> Yeah, she taunted him. He turned to Twitter and encouraged people to boycott their advertisers. I'm not crazy about that either. You know, hi. She she finally, she ended up apologizing. She tweeted out, uh, what, yesterday? No, today. Any student should be proud of a 4.2 GPA, including at David Hogg 111. Yeah, yeah on Somebody reflection. called her and said, look, yeah. the, the
4: advertisers are dropping like flies, so uh, let's clean this up, all right? People all are Laura. not
5: cool you beating up on teenage, uh, you know, uh,
1: s- gun-shooting victims. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she said, on reflection, in the spirit of Holy Week, I apologize yeah. for any upset or be hurt us. my sweet cause. Him or any of the brave victims yeah. of Parkland. For the record, that's I believe baloney. my show was the first to feature, David. Ah, yeah, baloney, that's BS. You know, somebody said, we got a problem here, Lori. Let's get it cleaned yeah. up, all right? You already, uh, you kind of sat in it with the LeBron comment earlier this I don't year. Have problems with that nut job Hannity. With <laughs> his football throwing. He throws, a, he throws a good football. He's all American.
4: But I think he's also doing this martial arts thing and...
1: Really? Man, I thought you'd drop some pounds if you got involved in that martial arts oh, thing. He's beefing up the muscles, though. Yeah, with with the chin muscle. Yeah, he's he's working on his chin muscle and his stomach muscle. Mm-hmm. Those are the two most important for martial arts. Am I right, Fritz?
6: You are not wrong. Well, he he might also be like bulking up and lifting weights, working on his upper.
4: No, you get you, know, you do that, no your your face gets kind of ch- chiseled. Why? Because the muscles in your face tighten up as you're pumping iron, you know, you're doing the bench presses and the curls. And you know you can see it in guys that do that. Usually they lose some weight, they get lean and mean and Sean Hannity's not lean and mean anymore Mm -hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. I wonder when he's going to get waterboarded for charity like he promised in 2009. Not giving up on a time to get wet, Sean. That's right.
6: (laughs) Jim, did you hear about the family in California who uh, unfortunately rolled their vehicle off of the cliff in uh, Mendocino?
4: I heard about it, but it might have been done on purpose.
6: Yeah, uh, new what? details are coming out that Jennifer mm-hmm. and Sarah Hart, um, as well as their six adopted children, yep. um, there were some some signs in the past. Uh, Next-door neighbors Bruce and Dana DeCulp said they called child services Friday because they were concerned about Devante, now 15, who they said had been coming over to their house in the past week asking for food. Um, Dana said Devante told her that his parents weren't feeding them, quote, and we're punishing them by withholding food. he came over almost every day for a week and asked her to leave food in a box by the fence for him Oof. So now um, they're still trying to figure out exactly why the you know vehicle went off on, on an ocean overlook um, It was a very rugged piece of coastline but as for right now there are uh, Accident, many questions
4: Feman Louise I don't know.
1: Yeah, they're not sure yet.
6: Very sad. And the teenager who was in the, the free hugs photo yeah. uh, during the... Um, God, what protest was that?
1: Um, I think... Fer- Ferguson
6: protest. Ferguson, yeah, um, yeah. He was walking around with a free hug sign, yeah. and a, a cop asked him for one, and, and a very tearful yeah. photo right. that I went remember. viral. That, that was him. That and, was true. Uh, he, he is since missing. Uh, the, Wait a minute.
1: He's one of the kids in the car? Yes. That
6: is correct. There was um,
1: the photo with the cop in the full on SWAT gear. Yeah. yeah,
6: that was um
1: Devante Hart.
6: Gee. Yep. Yikes. Not good. Uh, on over to you, Pinkman.
1: Thank you, Fritz. Uh, UCF has confirmed a new president. Mr. Dale Whitaker.
7: Woo! Nice!
1: He's UCF's fifth president. <laughs> University <laughs> trustees selected Whitaker over three other finalists for the top job on March 9th. But his appointment was not official until it was confirmed by the state's Board of Governors uh, today at the University of North Florida in Jacksonville. He was hired as the university's provost in 2014, previously the vice provost and an associate dean at Purdue University. What department would you like to work in if you worked at Publix? Ooh, uh, fish. Seafood. Seafood
4: department? Yeah, that would be
6: kind of cool, I think.
4: Uh. Produce? Meat? Fish? Fish? Produce the meat department. Dairy.
5: There's a lot of cutting, and it gets pretty messy back there. Yeah, you, you know. If you're in the deli, you're dealing a lot with the customers, cutting
6: the meat and the sandwiches, and
5: yeah, that can see? be a pain in the ass. That's yeah, but I,
4: I think your want. day would go faster. dealing with more, The more customers you deal yeah. with, I think the day goes faster.
6: Oh, and smelling the fresh bread. Oh,
4: man, that's a sentiment. Yeah, bakery, too. You can work the bakery. Yep.
6: Yeah, bakery. Everyone seems to be pretty happy at
5: the
1: bakery. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, they bake yeah. cakes someday. I yeah, I go to bakery.
4: Oh, I was saying the only you reason I <laughs> brought this up, I was thinking, would I rather be a university president or a manager of a Publix? I think I'd rather be a manager of a Publix. Agreed. All day.
1: All day. I'd take the university. Above all, I'd like to be lieutenant governor, so I get paid to do nothing. What do you think
4: has more stress? A store manager for Publix or university president? University president. Yeah. Store manager
6: for Publix. That. Why? It, it it's more of a it's more of a microcosm of the living, breathing world, don't you think? Like now, I, think any...
4: Publix, I think Publix. I think they got this thing. This is a well-oiled
1: machine. Oh I, yeah, they s- provide you the tools to build a successful. Why, when Dixie it's going toes up?
4: Yeah, but someone, they were never a well-oiled machine. Someone might
6: not show up for their shift. You know, they and got then it you...
4: covered, baby. Got it covered.
1: Yeah. You think so? And these managers, they'll do it themselves. Yeah, the guys with the cool mustaches—they come out. They're the, like, "Hey, the green shirts." Yep, start bagging groceries. Yeah, they're they're like, get
4: others start bagging the groceries. Exactly. You're
1: talking right. about
6: Sam. Sam's not going to do another turnaround now. All right, you can't keep calling him into work, Pinky.
1: He's the manager. <laughs> he has to be there. Am I right, Fritz?
6: You, you are not wrong. Is it? Is it over to me again? Yes, I'm absolutely fascinated
4: with me with running a grocery store. I don't, know why, I don't know where this comes from. I think you should try it.
6: Like a mom and pop or a...
5: No, like no, a public, A, Publix, a Publix. Publix, somebody, yeah, Publix. I think it comes from you watching that Chad Vader series on
4: YouTube. What was that?
5: When Darth Vader's brother, Chad,
6: was the manager
5: of the <laughs> I supermarket.
4: I forgot all about that. That's funny. Sorry, guys.
6: Former French President Nicolas Sarkozy is being ordered to stand trial on charges of corruption and influence peddling. And yet another humbling knockdown to the hard-charging conservative leader. Sarkozy has faced multiple uh, corruption investigations since leaving office in 2012. He was handed preliminary charge- charges just last week in the most shocking affair, accusations that he took millions in illegal campaign financing from then-Libyan dictator Momar Gaddafi. Wow. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, and then in a separate case, a judicial uh, official said Thursday that Sarkozy was ordered to stand trial on accusations that he tried to illegally obtain information from a magistrate about yet another investigation involving himself. He's uh, 63 years old. He can appeal the order. He's got no potential trial date. So, uh, And, of course, he's denied that he's done anything wrong. But um, okay,
4: yep. You don't have to get really deep into this story. I mean,
6: that. he's... Yeah.
4: I know you liked him, but... He's got another... Tr- <laughs> He's a big you
1: know.
6: fan. Have you seen my back tattoo of him?
1: No. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is he hanging from the Eiffel Tower or something?
6: they no, just smoking a cigar. It
1: oh. says Crazy" for Sarkozy.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you think. Thank you, Fritz. Uh, <laughs> Jim, did you listen to the first season of the Serial Podcast? About a non-Syed? <clears throat> Excuse me. What was the name of it? Uh, it was called Serial. It was the one. It's the one where they. Yeah, take, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah, the 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 guy who was in jail for. I heard yeah. about half of it. Yeah the the uh, what happened? Well, his the appeals court is upholding a new trial for him. Oh really? Yep. After uh, the the podcast urged people to push for an appeal for this gentleman, Adnan Sayed was convicted in 2000 of killing Haymin Lee and burying her body in a shallow grave in a Baltimore park. Um, All right. Obviously, the show attracted several lists, or several millions of listeners. Uh, Syed lawyer C. Justin Brown said he is pleased by the ruling. Uh, he said if the state is so confident in their case and if they're so confident that Syed is guilty, they should just try the case. We're ready to try the case. Like American Vandal was better. Oh, uh, the on Netflix? Did you see it? I uh, saw part of
4: it. You didn't pretty see- funny. I mean, did you, did you see it from the beginning? Yeah, I watched the
1: first episode. Oh. I
5: watched half of the first episode. You didn't like it? Yeah, it was all right.
4: Uh ah, you
1: didn't give it enough time. Yeah, Maybe. You just didn't get it. Maybe too cerebral for you, bro.
5: Yeah, or too fictional.
1: Fictional? Yeah,
5: that fictional. was real life. Oh, okay. Just so based on a true story. Yeah, it's
1: a real documentary. Come on, dude. It's real people, bro.
5: With the wiener graffiti, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. It's
1: a mystery. <laughs>
5: it's a mystery.
4: Who no, it is. It.
1: <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> He was innocent, bro. Oh, you know. oh,
5: oh well, spoiler alert. Okay, oh. now I was don't he? need to watch it.
1: I don't know. I didn't finish watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I formulated just saying, I gotta... my opinion based off the first episode. we are
4: watching Roseanne. Yeah.
5: I did not watch that. I'm I busy, didn't either. I'm busy watching Black Mirror. Dan. Right? Dan. <laughs> Dan. But not, Dan. I didn't watch that show the first time around. I
1: watched so. a little bit of it, and I said, I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Scored big in the ratings. Huge. What? Yesterday, it was. How many was a, million? Uh, 18.2 million Americans tuned in. Damn the it, president called, her, called Roseanne Barr? <laughs> yeah, called her to congratulate her on the high ratings. <laughs> Dickhead.
7: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
6: She's a huge Trump supporter. I mean, that makes sense, right? She's not a huge show. Trump
4: supporter. She is on the show, and I think he actually believes that she supported him. It's well, just a character on a show, and he actually bought it. Well,
6: yeah.
1: Doesn't she have a macadamia nut farm? To she used to. She I did. don't know if she does. That anymore. was a
4: reality show yeah.
5: in Hawaii. That was in Hawaii, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Mahalo, brother. Yeah, I think she. Uh, I think she bankrupted it. Yeah. Nah, it happens.
6: That's where most staying right now.
1: Yeah, Roseanne's macadamia nut farm. <laughs> Am I right, Fritz?
6: Uh, you are not wrong. Uh, the judge in Bill Cosby's sexual assault trial rejected demands uh, today from the comedian's defense lawyers that he step aside. Because his wife is a social worker and advocate for assault victims. I don't really understand what's going on here, but Judge Stephen O'Neill said uh, at a pre-trial hearing that he's not biased or or prejudiced by his wife's work and that the assertion that he shares the same views as his wife or has let his rulings be influenced by her profession is faulty, plain and simple. Nobody knows what you're
4: talking about, Nobody understood that.
6: This judge, his wife, is a social worker.
4: Of oh, the so, judge's wife. Yes.
6: So Correct. now I thought you
4: were talking about Camille.
6: No, no, no. So now Bill Cosby's lawyers no, 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 no. are trying to I get see. him recused. It doesn't make any Legal sense.
4: Legal terms.
6: Yeah. Like why would nice you? word. Why would you do that?
4: Why would you do what?
6: Well, let's say that your uh, your wife is a butcher and uh, you are a judge and you're hearing about you know on, Panera and Publix talking about spoiled meat. Oh, well, because your wife is a butcher, you you have no opinion in this. It's
1: because they're trying to get Cosby off, no pun intended. I get it. Yeah, but if you were hearing a trial about, for instance, this is not true, we'll just use the
4: name Publix, and it was a a civil case related to Publix and your wife worked for Publix, you'd probably recuse yourself.
6: Oh, so so he should, do you think, in theory, step down?
4: No, I don't think he should step down. I don't think there's that much of a direct connection. But what I'm saying is, if if there's more of a direct connection, of course. Well, I can't hear this. Try my wife works for Publix for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, let's use Win Dixie because they're going, they're going, <laughs> up, they're going bankrupt. Real they're Mobile has, or something.
5: Real Mobile has spoken. Uh oh, what? Roseanne is indeed in real life a Trump supporter. Is she really huge Trump supporter? I did. To,
8: uh, research
4: is
5: that points? <laughs> research. Why did we have research? We have real mobile seven seven zero.
4: you can't count on them.
5: Dozens of listeners texting in. She's really? on a talk show saying she supports Trump. I did not her know Twitter that.
4: Twitter feed says she supports Trump. For one reason or another, I thought she was she was dying. I thought she was opposed to him. You well, mixed I stand her up corrected. with Roseanne. What's that?
5: I mean, with Ro- Rose. What's the other one? Uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, Rosie.
4: Uh, oh, oh, maybe.
1: Well, isn't Roseanne like a libertarian or something? I don't
4: know. I don't care.
1: Yeah, Macadamia Nuts. Jim, like... are you familiar with the rapper DMX?
4: Who isn't? Jim. Oh no, no, yeah, who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, hey, so uh, teamed up with Common. What?
1: That Sure. Uh, He's been in and out of jail throughout his career. (laughs) Only two months after being sent behind bars for violating bail conditions related to failed drug tests, he has been sentenced to one year in prison for IRS fraud. Everybody makes mistakes. Even in court, his defense attorney tried to play some of his music for the judge to sway his opinion another way, and I guess it didn't work. So DMX (laughs) is heading to prison for one more year. That's smart. Am I right, Fritz? I think you have a baseball story. I can play some of my music yes, and
4: this will sway the judge from. <laughs> that would be cool. You
1: yeah. know what? I've
4: As a matter of fact, we have audio from the judge. Yeah, like...
6: Here we go. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! And uh, that was the judge?
1: Yes, that was. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Court adjourned.
6: Ian Hap of the Chicago Cubs. Jim hit a home run on the very first pitch of the year. Wow! He connected a Thursday against Miami's Jose Urena at Marlins Park. He tagged a 95-mile-per-hour fastball and sent it far not a over the a great way right to start fence. the
4: day for Jose. Great way to start <laughs> oh, yeah. the season. First pitch, the guy knocks it out of the park. It
6: was a no-doubter, too. He got all of it and just kind of dropped the bat. Still warming up, coach.
4: We'll see him, though. You know what I'm saying?
6: He looks over at the dugout and uh, just goes, I'm fine.
4: What's up? <laughs> yeah. gonna see
6: here. Yep. So, there you go. Uh, it's currently 8-4 to and the top of the ninth inning right now. Chicago is up.
1: All right. Let's oh, do goes birthdays. Where's that recording? R.I.P. Yeah, spoiler alert. Jeez, birthdays, Fritz. what do you got? All Hi. right. Uh, are you familiar with Eric Idle from the Monty Python films? I am.
4: All right. Uh, Eric Idle is now 74.
5: 84. Oh, please. 77.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, in the middle, between 74 and 77, 75. Uh Lucy Lawless. Warri- closer. I'm closer. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. Well, in the middle,
5: you say in the middle like we're splitting the point. Yeah, whatever. No, Jim gets Jim the full gets the
1: point. point, <laughs> point <laughs> thank you.
7: happy birthday.
1: God, please. Lucy Lawless, Xena Warrior Princess. You may uh, her. she's forty six. Oh, please. Higher. Forty seven. Oh my god. <laughs> Why do you play this way?
6: I why do I play this game? I'm
1: not <laughs> I never get anything right. You don't know well, anything. You you're not playing the game right. Okay, forty-eight. You're closest, she is fifty today. Correct.
5: Thank you. Happy birthday.
1: And finally, Amy Sedaris. Amy Happy Sedaris. Birthday. She was on the uh Letterman
5: show when I went to see it live. Uh and I believe she is now probably forty six. <sighs> Oh, no. Older.
4: Oh, I think she's older. 52. Double nickel, 55.
1: Fritz is actually closer. She's 57. Oh, I got one oh, I right. I told you. Brother <laughs> oh, David God.
4: Sedaris, is that right? Correct. Yes. Oh, happy brother. Older
1: brother. And that's news. We did it. You listened to it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Let
4: me talk pretty one day. All right. <laughs> it's a good book. <laughs> yep. Funny. All right, we'll take a little break. When we come back, uh, well, we're going to open up the lines, and we'll choose one of you at random to either pick uh, Mr. Pinkman or Mr. Fritz to win a bonus round of closest to the pin. Next on Real Radio 104.1.
0: Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away. On Real Radio 104.1.
2: From...
3: And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim
4: Phillips! Time for that bonus round of closest to the pin. Carolyn's on the line she'll choose either mr pinkman or mr fritz to win this bonus round if she picks correctly carolyn will receive that you matter business card that will guarantee her good fortune for the rest of her life she also knows if she picks incorrectly she picks the loser it will be 24 hours of bad luck so carolyn how are you today
7: how are you? All right,
4: Carolyn. Who do you think's going to uh, win this game, Mister Pinkman oh. or Mister Fritz?
8: Um, Mister Fritz.
4: Mister Fritz. Okay, Finally.
5: Carolyn. Hold on. Okay, Ooh. new rule. Pinkman has to go out into the hallway.
1: No deal. Damn it.
4: Okay, Fritz.
1: Bye. All right.
5: Uh-huh.
4: Okay. So Pinkman's
1: up first.
5: Yep.
4: Let me wait for him to leave. If goes. nothing
5: else, it's a vote of confidence for Fritz's ability in this game to defeat Pinkman. Hey, Mister Pinkman, I have
4: ten questions. You know how this works. I think so. Okay, just answer to the best of your ability, Jack. You need to count down. Please keep score. Will do. Here we oh, go. God. In three, two, one, begin. Pinkman. Today is National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Donald Trump had how many total draft deferments? Five. How tall is actor Donald Sutherland? Six one. Sutherland was in the movie Cold Mountain that was released in what year? 1971. Talk about cold. As of 2.15 this afternoon, what was the temperature in Milwaukee? Uh, 28 degrees. Harley Davidson is headquartered in Milwaukee. The company was founded in what year?
1: 1894.
4: Davidson College in North Carolina has how many undergraduates? 15,000. Actor-singer John Davidson once hosted Hollywood Squares. How old is Davidson? 74. The movie Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox was released in what year? 1991. Hollywood Nights is a song written and recorded by Bob Seger and released in what year?
1: Uh, That would have been 1982. Get
4: it within 25. You went outright. If Bob Seger was a crow in Detroit, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Muskegon, Michigan?
1: uh ooh uh 67 time all right thank you where is he what hollywood night's good song what is he doing set up sit-ups
4: i don't he's on his phone i don't like that yeah
1: oh he's getting answers i'm sorry oh where have you been mister
6: i was checking uh emails and also text
5: messages
1: or cheating that order
6: yeah looking up answers
1: yeah cheater don't look at me. I didn't say anything. He's
5: got nothing to say.
6: No, okay. I'm ready. Busted.
4: All right, good. I have ten questions for you, all right? Okay. Okay. But, but Carolyn has picked you to win, so good luck. This I'm, is exciting. I'm okay.
6: rooting for Carolyn.
4: All right, countdown for Fritz, please.
5: In three, two, one, begin. Mr.
4: Fritz, today is National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Donald Trump had how many total draft deferments? Four. How tall is actor Donald Sutherland? Sutherland was in the movie Cold Mountain that was released in what year? Uh, 2000. Talk about cold. As of 2.15 this afternoon, what was the temperature in Milwaukee? Negative 5. Harley-Davidson is headquartered in Milwaukee. The company was founded in what year? Harley-Davidson. 1930. Davidson College in North Carolina has how many undergraduates? Uh, 5,000. Actor-singer John Davidson once hosted Hollywood Squares. How old is Davidson? 70. The movie Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox was released in what year? 1988. Hollywood Nights is a song written and recorded by Bob Seger and released in what year?
6: 1981.
4: Get it within 25, you went outright. If Bob Seger was a crow in Detroit, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Muskegon, Michigan?
6: Um, 89. Time.
4: Wow. Oh, God. Wow, for the
5: first yeah. time ever, Fritz's time beat Pinkman. Jesus. But that's because he went second.
1: See? There's an advantage there.
4: See if Carolyn's going to get that card. Donald <laughs> Come Trump, on, Carolyn. Donald Trump had how many total draft deferments? Pinkman
5: said five. Fritz said four.
4: Right on the money, five. Damn Double
5: it. points for Pinkman. How tall yeah. is
4: Donald Sutherland, the actor?
5: Pinkman said six, one. Fritz said six, six.
4: Six, four. Oh, Fritz
5: gets a point. Nice.
4: Sutherland was in the movie Cold Mountain, released in what year?
5: Pinkman said 1971. Fritz said 2000.
4: 2003.
5: Fritz ties the Mm. game.
4: Talk about cold. As of 2.15 this afternoon, what was the temperature in Milwaukee?
5: Pinkman said 28 degrees. Pinkman said minus 5.
4: I mean, Fritz Fritz said minus 5. Yeah, it's 44. 44 degrees. So Pinkman uh, yeah. gets the
5: point, and he's
6: up three to two. Talking about cold, it's 44 degrees.
4: Yeah, it, was, yeah, it wasn't as cold. <laughs> cold. I mean, <laughs> what I said, you know.
5: If you lived in Florida, it would be cold. Yeah.
4: It's mighty cold in Milwaukee. Harley Davidson, headquartered in uh, Milwaukee. The company was founded in what year?
5: Pinkman said 1894. Fritz said 1930.
4: 1903. Oh, that uh, is yeah. Pinkman. He's up four to two. Davidson College in North Carolina has how many undergraduates?
5: Mr. Pinkman says 15,000. Mr. Fritz says 5,000.
4: 1,950. Fritz gets a point. Actor-singer John Davidson once hosted Hollywood Squares. How old is Davidson? According to Mr. Pinkman, he's 74.
5: Mr. Fritz puts him at 70. 76.
4: 76.
5: Pinkman gets the point. Three to (laughs) go. Mm
4: -hmm. The movie Doc Mm -hmm. Hollywood with Michael J. Fox released in what year?
5: 1991, according to Pinkman. 1988, according to Fritz.
4: Right on the money. 1991. Double
5: points there for Mr. Pinkman as he extends his lead. Two to go.
4: Hollywood Nights, a song written and recorded by Bob Seger, released in what year?
5: Pinkman said 82, Fritz undercut him and said 81.
4: 1978. Yep. All right. Fritz Lame. gets a point. Nice. But you, You're going to have to get this, Fritz, I think, to win. Oh, God. You know, within 25, you win outright. If Bob Seger was a crow in Detroit, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Muskegon? I think that's the way you pronounce it. Mm. Muskegon, Michigan.
5: Pinkman said 67 miles, Fritz said 87, Oof. 89 rather.
4: No, in fact, Bob Seger would have to flap his wings and fly a total of 197 miles to reach Muskegon. That uh-huh. means Fritz
5: gets a point, however, loses 7-5.
4: Oh, Fritz. Oh, Carolyn. I you know what that means, in. Carolyn. You get no card. Bad luck for 24 hours. Hang in there to the best of your ability. Might want to call into the boss saying you won't be at work tomorrow. Oh, Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin.
3: Remember, close only oh. counts <laughs> in horseshoes, <laughs> hand uh. grenades, and closest to the pin.
1: What a good pin, end to this pin, week. you got lucky. No, you got lucky.
6: Wow, <laughs> I'd lost.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but losing to me is a nice nice accomplishment. You
6: don't know what words mean, do do
1: you? I have a dictionary.
5: Just drink another gin giblet.
1: <laughs> yeah, gin giblet. Oh, <laughs> I into
8: it.
6: Lemon Lachon cake. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what is what's in a gimlet? Uh that li- juice. lime juice. Lime juice. And-
6: and whatever else. An onion?
4: Gin? Vodka? What is it? Well, you Turkey can do a whiskey
6: hearts. gimlet. You can do a gin gimlet. Yeah, a little lime juice. I, I, oh, it's a standard classic
4: gimlet. Whiskey. Gin and lime juice. Whiskey gimlet for me. Can I uh, ask the bartender? what is he right? Or what is No, it's a gimlet.
5: Fr- Fritz is wildly off here. Uh, 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 Mr. I, Pinkman is correct. Have you ever had
6: you. a whiskey gimlet? No.
5: Have he you? asked a gimlet. Not a whiskey gimlet. Didn't say or vodka martini. Like junior high
1: school girls in here. I mean they just
5: didn't say <laughs> Cooper <laughs> Libra. He asked about a gimlet. And that's gin.
1: And also the dwarf in Lord of the Rings.
5: Yes. <laughs> God almighty. I do remember Gibbs son has the onion in it. And to no end
4: Okay. That's the only you know, difference. That's clever.
5: Yeah. Well, one has lime, one has an onion.
4: What's it on Harvey Wallbanger?
5: Oh, you don't even want to know.
4: Well, I had a few of them in my time.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: I don't know. That's one You're i not... go to the book for. What? Because that's one no one ever orders.
1: Anymore. It's a vodka, galliano, and orange juice. Yeah, I think eight, back in the 80s for about a year, it was everybody was drinking Harvey Wallbangers.
6: That and a sidecar. No one orders those anymore. What's a sidecar? What the hell, if I know. Well, I've never do ordered How you know no
1: one orders them anymore?
4: <laughs> I've
6: never heard it. Hey, Jim.
5: Uh, I What's don't a know. sidecar?
1: <laughs> Cognac, lemon juice, and triple sec
5: points how Thank tall you. was donald sutherland
4: it says you're six four
5: okay pinkman gets six foot uh one inch that means he's off by three inches right. fritz gets six foot six inches he's off by two yeah fritz gets the point and all he right. still loses we'll all we're all in agreement here yes okay. i have more than one Texer saying that they split it they don't know math yeah they should
1: drink a g- giblet <laughs> A gin giblet, all right, good enough. A whiskey giblet. Jack's audio file
4: <laughs> upcoming next. I'm sorry about that, Carolyn. Uh, you, can, you can you can go to sleep now. Go to bed. Oh, pull the sheets over well, your good head. Good
5: night, Carolyn. Wherever you are,
4: it'll be all right by Saturday. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio
3: 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound, the thrill of victory.
8: The policeman isn't there to create disorder.
3: And the agony of defeat. The policeman is there to preserve disorder. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file.
4: Hey, don't forget, we'll talk sports with Pat Clark in about 20 minutes. First things first, time for Jack's audio file. Road rage, Jim. Road
5: rage. You want celebrity road rage or your average road rage?
4: It doesn't matter. Road rage is road rage.
5: It is road rage. So let's start with celebrity road rage, where this A-list celebrity was talking about being confronted and stabbed while in his car.
0: The light is green and I want to take off, but I can't because the guy in front of me hasn't moved yet. So at that point, the car next to us or the one behind us does a U-turn, pulls out into the other lane, does comes back and aligns himself right next to my driver's side. Then all of a sudden, somebody gets out of the passenger side when they're right next to me. I don't know what he did, but he pulls with like extra strength and the door flies open and he just lunges in. He's got a weapon in his hand.
5: He stabs at me one time. There you go. Who is that celebrity, Jim? Does it sound familiar at all?
4: Yeah, a little bit, but I can't pinpoint it. Dude, lock your doors. <laughs> Don't try. For real. I mean, just
5: all, lock well, I your like doors. I like how there's like some, uh, you know, extra strength or something because he was able to open a door. He said he had extra
4: strength. Yeah, right. You didn't lock your doors, <laughs> dumbass. Jim, it's Corey Feldman. Oh, that's right. I read about this in the
5: paper. Here's a little more talking about He doesn't even know what he got stabbed with, but he says it was just like a little, a little,
4: like little, a pen knife. Bark.
5: Yeah,
0: he didn't know. That was it, and it was a very small punctuation. It was like a dot. It was bleeding, but it was like a dot. So I don't know if he just got me with the tip of the knife or if he got me with a syringe.
5: It's a small punctuation. (laughs) I'll take this on your day. Oh,
4: (laughs) syringe.
5: Yeah. We should get him a, a turkey giblet.
4: Like one of these Russian assassination attempts. Yeah, you never know you gotta always got to be on the lookout. Corey Feldman, he's a double agent. Yeah, well, at least
5: he survived his encounter with Uh Road Rage. Not so much for this scuffle that happened, uh, let's see, it was in San Francisco, five pedestrians involved against this one guy who was swinging an axe and stuff, and then he gets into a car. I saw
3: somebody with a, with a hatchet or, like, a small axe, and um, then uh, other guys, like, took out a belt. Uh, there was then a scuffle between them.
5: Yeah, so San Francisco police say five pedestrians were deliberately struck. So this guy who had the axe then gets into his car.
4: Dude, it's either an axe or a hatchet. Oh well. got a small It's probably a hatchet. Like a
0: midget axe?
5: I think people are more likely to call a hatchet an axe. Could it be also a
6: machete? No.
0: No. (laughs) The guy started to walk away, and he flipped the van around, and he drove it up on the sidewalk, full pedal to the metal. Drove it
5: up on the sidewalk, hit all five of them, killed one. One person has died, right? Um, The other four victims uh, are... Life-threatening injuries, one is serious, two are critical, another one in fair condition. They they did catch the driver, but they're saying it's not the first time he's freaked out on people near his car. Yeah, what's his problem? I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's Rick from The Walking Dead
4: and carries a hatchet around. San Francisco's always a bit a little weird. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, but weird in a
4: peaceful way, no? No, nah, there's always, no. Nah.
5: Yeah, man. It depends like...
4: where you are. You get down, you're get you used to if you're down in the Tenderloin District. You got to watch your watch your...
5: What about the Hate Ashbury?
4: Hate Ashbury went bad. Did it go bad? I'm sure it's very nice now, but uh-huh. yeah, it was yeah, it was great, and then it went south. Oh, go south.
5: Anyway, so if you're going to be out there, be careful. Go Niners, but-
1: <laughs> yeah, go Forty ers Bay Area for life. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs>
5: that's the other that's the other coast.
1: Oh, uh, you accent. don't know, buddy? You've never been to San Fran. <laughs> It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like that. Nothing like Bay Area chowder. That's what I've always said. <laughs> I
5: just remember I you when I had the big satellite dish at my previous home, we my one of the networks I would get was San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But they just man, all they do is pat themselves on the back on on what how San Francisco is the greatest place to live. It's We're a great so city. Nice. It is a great city.
4: Yeah. They're
5: very proud of it. They should be. You lived there for a while, right? Didn't you live on the bridge? Year, yeah.
4: Under the bridge? Yeah, three yeah, three blocks from the bridge. Nobody <laughs> lives three blocks from the bridge, dude.
1: Yeah, Nathan. Come on, Nathan. Why <laughs> uh, I lost
4: that damn round of closest to the pin. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, it got a
1: agitated. It rattled yeah, you. It did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: I know. I lived under the
5: bridge.
1: I think it's a troll. It's a great city. I haven't been Very out there champion. in years, though. <laughs> so.
5: All right, so Jim, um,
1: you.
5: hey, you know, this is really interesting what's going on uh, in, uh, in the geopolitical scene between North Korea, China, and the U.S. with uh, Kim Jong-un. Now they released some details of his meeting with in China. They took his bulletproof train to China, and then he came China. back, and then they released all these pictures. But the White House is, uh, you know, cautiously optimistic, I would say.
4: Bulletproof train. Yeah. What's that all about? It's been
1: Two days. Sounds cool.
4: It's been nothing but showing this train for two days. Yeah, but all you have to do is blow up the track. I mean, you know, it's like, forget, what are you going to no. try to riddle it with the machine guns? You just take one
1: rail out and it's... Well... Nice try. Bomb-proof track.
5: Yeah, but if you were riding a horse and you only had a six-shooter... And you were going to take shots at the train? It's bulletproof. <laughs> Who does that
6: on a horse?
5: <laughs> they did it China. plenty of
4: times. Which Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> now Jesse it is. James
1: Twenty-eighteen? You are saying twenty-eighteen? China what? is still the wild west in the east. anyway.
5: Kim Jong Un is using the train his father used to use for his secret trips in the China.
4: Ooh, but that's not energy efficient.
5: I don't. It was a big, yeah. long train and bulletproof, so heavy. I would imagine. Anyway, the White House is now talking about. Uh, the North Korean leader's first uh, exit aboard or trip abroad wow. as leader, you know, of his country.
6: We're going to be uh, cautiously optimistic, but we feel like things are moving in the right direction.
5: So still plans for President Trump to meet with Kim Jong-un. we have a
4: bet on that?
1: Uh, on... Yes, I think we do. I say no,
4: you said yes.
7: I think I think it so. will
4: meet. And I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to go very well at all. And I think that's the plan. I met with him. It didn't go well. Now we got to bomb him. Oh, oh boy.
0: The meeting yesterday was a good indication that the maximum pressure campaign has been working. <laughs>
6: maximum, maximum, maximum pressure, pressure, pressure campaign. campaign. Jesus.
5: Are they wrong? <laughs> Put sanctions on him and finally... Hey, no one thought he would be We're getting played. Well getting played all over the world. Perhaps. But what if?
4: What if what? What if there
5: is a legitimate shot at denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula? I still
4: give it a shot. I don't have any problem with that. Better to talk than to shoot at one another. But I happen to believe, especially Bolton coming in as this national security advisor, it's going. Yeah, go ahead and meet with him, and then it's going to go in the tank, and that will say we have no alternative now but to uh, launch a preemptive strike, military strike
5: for the idea of meeting in hopes of avoiding a thermonuclear war. Hats off to the president. That was something nice Uh-oh. about President
7: Trump. There you
5: go. And that's your audio file for tonight.
4: That's it? Oh, yeah. I yeah talk we got about Pat Clark. Clark coming up. Wow. Oh, bulletproof train.
1: would be pretty cool.
5: Did he say for two days, all they would do, well, maybe because Pinkman and I always have CNN on in here for, you know, getting the latest news, mm-hmm. you, you know, for you. So we could say, hey, Jim, guess what happened?
4: Wow, Bulletproof train.
5: Bullet, And it was great. And all they would do is show it like moving through China.
4: Jane. I think he has a water bed on that thing. Yes.
1: Oh. <laughs> Why a waterbed? I don't know. It just—he just seems the type. If you were a despot, you would. Does probably anybody have still a water sleep bed? on a
4: waterbed?
6: Um, I had to give mine up about fifteen years ago. I think I know someone who has it in an ironic fashion. Like they don't actually sleep on it.
1: What? Then what's the point? It's just taking up space.
6: Exactly. But like, like a
1: lava light. But don't know how to empty it? Yet?
6: Well, those things are pretty expensive, aren't they? No.
4: No, I don't think, I don't think no. they no. are. It was cheaper was,
5: than a, reg- a, a regular bed. Exactly.
4: You, you could get the whole setup for yeah. less than what you're paying for a mattress nowadays. Yeah,
5: correct. That's, yeah, bro. Maybe that's why. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I'd chase that bubble around with the broom.
5: Oh, I used to love my water bed. Yeah. Especially when you crank the heat up in the winter so the mattress was a little warmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. just a slush around a little oh, yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Take
5: a little more work, you know, to do things right in that bed.
4: But, Got that um, right, especially if that's had satin sheets. Yeah, Man, oh, you're all over the place. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, get no, you get no footing. Like riding in a typhoon. Yeah. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy.
2: Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Scientists may have discovered a new organ in the human body. Oh, great. Another reason for you meatbags to walk around talking about how complex you are. Next. Ireland is getting its first nude beach. In unrelated news, sunscreen sales are skyrocketing on the Emerald Isle and no one knows why. Finally, a New Jersey teacher became a dominatrix after divorcing her husband. She reportedly has a boyfriend and a submissive living with her. I hear she never even lets the submissive listen to Springsteen. So sad. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com End Transmission
0: Coming up tonight on Real Radio, at 7, it's a corporate time with Tom and Dan. Brought to you by RP Funding, Direct Mortgage Lender, and Porky's Original Barbecue in Apopka. At 8, it's A Gentleman's Guide to Manliness. At 9, it's Real Laughs. Then AD on the radio at 10. Tonight on Real Radio.
7: You're listening to The Phillips File. (laughs)
4: Time flies while well, you're having fun every Thursday at this time. We talk with Pat Clark. We talk sports with Patrick. He handles sports over at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. Without further ado, let's talk to Patrick. Hello, Patrick. How are you today?
9: James, I'm well. How are you doing?
4: Doing all right. Not too bad. A little you know, kind of in a, well, we got the uh, we got the basketball this weekend. But other than that, yeah, you know, things are, well, opening a baseball, right? Today? Yeah. That's
5: why
9: we're playing what? this song. Listen, and I and I I think I it'd be great to, to talk about those things and yeah. as you know, we never discuss what we're gonna talk in these few minutes that That's we true. have once a week.
7: And yeah.
9: I don't but if you don't mind, I'd like to take a little detour today because I've got a fascinating story. Of course. Are you are you okay with that?
4: Of course I am, Patrick.
9: Um are you on Facebook, James?
4: Uh I have a Facebook account but I don't look at it and I don't put anything on it.
9: Well, <laughs> That makes, I'm, I'm it kinda, makes any I'm, sense. I'm close to you. I actually have two Facebook accounts. One of them is my my personal account, and then uh, the, you know we at Channel Two have Facebook accounts there as right. well. Mm-hmm. And I get I get Facebook friend requests. Uh, I guess the part of it is because of what I do. Uh, when you're in the public eye a little bit, I guess that 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 you know compels people sometimes to right. friend request you. So I don't pay a whole lot of attention. A few weeks ago. I get a friend request from a a woman named Julie, and I I won't share her last name, but she lives in Southern California, and I glanced at it, and I saw that she had once lived in West Des Moines, Iowa. So I'm I'm thinking maybe she's a friend of one of my sisters, didn't give it much thought. The next day, because you get this messenger account as well, I saw that there was a message on the, the messenger thing, so I opened it up, and it was from Julie. I'm going to read just a couple of sentences Uh-oh. to you, okay? There we go. Uh,
7: and, and it,
9: uh, here's what it says. She says, hi, Pat, my name is Julie, and I believe we are related through your father, Jimmy Clark.
4: What, 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 what?
9: I know. What? my. She says, my mother was born in 1945 and put up for adoption. When we met her birth mother years ago in Baxter, Iowa, which, oh. by the way, is eight miles from Colfax. Yeah. She told us who my mom, Barb's father, was. We had always assumed she was his only child. However, as I was working on our family tree on Ancestry.com, I came across his gravestone, and on it was your mother's name. She then Googled Betty and was shocked and thrilled when she read her obituary and saw that Dad had fathered six more children. What? James... James, I have not five, but six sisters. Wow. Oh
5: Congratulations, God. Wow.
9: And this, uh, you know, I, I had to, and, and the letter goes on. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to share all of that, but um, she sat on this information for more than a year. Mm-hmm. And she didn't, and now Julie, again, is the, is the daughter of my half-sister. She didn't share the information in part because her mother didn't really want her to, because her mother as Julie would tell me later, did not want to be rejected a second time in her life.
7: Yeah, 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 her gotcha. Fear
9: was, her fear was that her siblings, who were scattered all over the country, uh, would find out, and we wouldn't want any part of it. And she had already been rejected once when she was given up for adoption at birth. So all of this is a lot to digest. Um, so uh, I called. She left her phone number, and I called Julie, and as soon as I identified myself to her, she started crying.
7: Oh,
4: geez! And,
9: and this was—I mean, this was really an emotional thing because she did not really expect to hear from any of the Clark kids. Yeah. So we talked, and of course, I had questions for her. It's like, okay, what's the timing of this? Yeah. Because this is important to the story. Uh, she was born in 1945. Well, that's a that's a good ten years before Mom and Dad got married. Right. This this was this was ten years a decade before Betty. Okay. yeah, the dad, dad would have been 30. Uh, The birth mother told uh, her daughter, my half sister, Barb, when they met that she had dated Jim Clark and they had a nice little relationship. And then dad had broken it off because he had met someone else. There is no indication, according to the birth mother, that my father ever knew that she got pregnant and ever, ever knew that she had a child. So it's quite possible, in fact, probable, that my father lived eight miles from this woman for his entire life, not knowing that he had another child. My goodness Whoa. gracious.
4: My goodness gracious. How, how do the is, sisters is feel about
9: blowing?
4: this? Huh? It is mind-blowing. What, I mean, what, are your, what do your sisters think about this?
9: Well, it's funny that you say that, because um, I, I first told my sister, Stell, after I had talked to Julie... Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's it's like crickets when you first it because they, they don't quite – it's hard to digest, and it's a lot of information. But then we both reconciled it as this is one of the great, wonderful things of all time. Of course it is. Um, this is fantastic. Uh, now, we got all the sisters on the phone, and there was a conference call last weekend. and I, I won't say who, but one of my sisters has had a problem with this. I don't know why and she's not defining why but the hope is that eventually she'll come around and and everything will be great. And it's also worth noting that after I got off the phone with Julie, she went and met her mother, my half sister for lunch that day. Julie had her daughter with her and her daughter was had her phone and was recording video when Julie told her mother that she had talked to me and that the Clark kids are ecstatic and that we we can't wait to meet her at some point and then she got very emotional as well she's 71 years old uh james and she, she lived most of her life believing she was an only child
4: and where does she live now what state
9: she, she lives in southern california okay all right
4: so you going so, out there? Wow. Or she coming yeah. to where is she going to i what's happening here where you well,
7: come on
9: one of my sisters turns 60 in August and uh, Julie and uh, her mother, my half-sister, Barb go back to Iowa uh, yeah. a couple of times a year. So we're trying to coordinate so that everyone will be up in Iowa in, in August so that we can all all get together. It's um, I think it's
4: fantastic.
9: It's, uh, she was adopted by the way, by a Jewish couple in Des Moines. She was raised in a well-to-do family.
7: Mm -hmm. Uh,
9: Her father, her adoptive father, owned some uh, clothing apparel stores in Des Moines. Right. And uh, there was a show on the CBS affiliate up there called The Mary Brubaker Show. It was a daily show, local hostess. And I worked at that same TV station, and she was a model on that show. She modeled some of her, her father's clothing store apparel. And we just missed meeting each other. You
4: may have crossed paths. Eight. It's like ships passing at a night. You don't know whether you passed one another on the road or in the or in the television station. I mean, just that you go on one way, her go on the other.
9: Isn't that crazy? It is. It's just the that's most a cool amazing, story. Um, amazing story, and you know what? A, a number of years ago, just a few years after Dad died, he died in '93. This will be this year, is the next in May. It'll be 25 years since he passed. But a number yeah. of years after he after he did that, I wrote a book about him. I wrote a book about him, and I did it for my sisters and for, for Betty, who was still very much alive at the time. And I, I gave it to him for a Christmas gift. And now that book has yet another purpose, because I'm going to get a copy of it to my half-sister, Barb, who otherwise knows very little about her father yeah. and she'll be able to read this book and learn more about dad so it's i think it's all extremely cool And
4: so what's the problem with one of the sisters not to get i mean what are they afraid you know not enough to go around in the liquor cabinet or you know, what's going on <laughs> i mean,
9: don't know i've been t- you know i've been trying to reconcile that too but i can't get into her yeah i, know. I know it's none of our business i just i don't know and like i said i hope at some point she comes around and everything will be good she and, will um, she will. I just I uh, see this as uh, even though, it, you know, it, it, you're taken aback by it. Yeah. But when you have time to think it through, you realize that there's you've got a sibling out there who really thought, uh, for lack of a better word, that she was alone for all of her life. And now right. she's 71 and she finds out she has a family. So, that's yeah, fantastic. That's really
4: yeah. great. That's a, that, I mean, that's that's well, Channel two ought to do a story on that.
9: Well, thanks just for me just as a here. human interest story. I, the more the more I talk about it, the more people I tell. The, the yeah. prouder I am of it. I, I know that sounds a, a little weird, and you know, it, maybe it's again. I can't get into my sister's head, but maybe they they had dad. He was such a great guy. Right. You know, maybe they had him up on this pedestal. Maybe. And any any kind of sex out of wedlock. You know, maybe they just did, maybe that taints it a little bit for him. I I don't see it that way. I see it as my dad. Being a human being, he was thirty years old. He was dating. He was just being a human. For
4: crying out, yeah, we like to we like to believe that uh, you know there was a generation that operated differently than ours. And know when you really get down to it, you know whether it was the thirties, the forties, we're all the same. Yeah, we all have our yeah. desires, and we all have our relationships, and we all have these things going on. And to a certain degree, you never want to think of your parents having sex. And uh-huh. I mean, it's just like you know, it's just you know, it's just you block it. You just and uh, but you have to. It's like watching the watching the veterans during the Fourth of July parade. You know, the guys from World War II, kind of shuffling down the street. You know, every six inches they move a foot. And you forget how young people—you forget that they were young too. I mean, they were, you know, footloose and fancy free as well, just like the rest and, of us.
9: And Jim and Betty had—I mean, they had such a great love story. And you know, it's—I I think maybe maybe it's hard for my sisters to understand that you know there was a pre-Betty, and the dad yeah. was young. You know, he he was forty-one when when he got married to mom. So, I mean, he had had his young years. He He's a stud. A, he was. a <laughs>
7: Your
4: stud. Your father was a <laughs> stud. I mean, how many kids? There might even be some more out there, not to, you know, I don't want well, you to get crazy here, but there I might be 20 of you out there.
5: These types of stories are happening more and more, especially with DNA testing yeah. tied into gene- uh, genealogy. Hey, Pat, how was she able to make the connection with you?
4: Right. Good question.
5: I, I know it was through Facebook, but how did she know that you were potentially uh, a sibling?
4: Right.
9: She read mom's. Uh, obituary and found out that that there were six children and then in mom's obituary all of us were named so i believe and she didn't single me out i know that my sister still also got the same note from her but um you know those of us who are just kind of borderline facebook users tend to you know we overlook things i mean we do we just kind of skim over and it's
4: yeah uh, Yeah, yeah.
9: i guess i'm more of a voyeur than than i am an actual user on facebook certainly with regard to my personal account so well let me ask you yeah, a question how it happened it's amazing how these things work though isn't it it I
4: is mean, it's, it's 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 meant to happen so let me ask you a question because i mean we've been talking to you for years and we know about your family and your sisters mom and dad and uh, so how do you think betty your wonderful mother would have
9: reacted to this i you know it's Gosh, i was just talking to a friend last night and, I'm, I'm, you know, and not just Betty, but how about Dad? I mean, if, if he had no idea. Yeah, yeah. What if he had found out in the twilight of his life that, that he had given birth to uh, uh, another child, and right. actually instead of six had seven children, I don't know. I don't know how.
4: Well, you know how they it's were. Pretty clear
9: to, it's pretty clear to all of us, James, yeah. that Dad didn't know. Because if he had known, because of the relationship that he had with Mom, he would have told her. And then when Dad passed in 1993, she would have told us. Um, and it certainly, um, I just don't. I don't think it would have been anything for him to be em- embarrassed about. I think he would have been, frankly, a little bit sad that he that he hadn't known that he had yeah. another child out there. And I don't. I don't know about Betty. Mom was real smart. I mean, she was extremely sensible. And you know, if she would have found out that this happened a decade so, before they got married, then so be it. You know.
4: So I get the idea. I mean, even if your dad knew Betty was. Uh, intuitive enough to to have picked up on that, you know. Sometimes you know people have secrets. You know, well, you know they carry secrets around for whatever reason. Whether they, you know, they're embarrassed or they don't want to hurt somebody, and uh, you know, and and when somebody finds out, they they, they you know they back usually say it's no big deal.
9: Back in the thirties and the forties, things things were different.
4: Well, part of the element true. of
9: the story that I left out is the birth mother. And, uh, gosh, i I had her name somewhere, and I I, I don't have it anymore. She has since passed away as well. But when she had a conversation with uh, her daughter, my half-sister Barb, uh, she was talking about how when she gave birth to Barb in the hospital, as soon as she gave birth, the baby was taken away from her. Part of that was because she had given birth to another child uh, years earlier, uh, and that child was also taken away from her. She uh, she uh, admittedly was someone who she she dated a lot. Um, so um, this, uh, it's just uh, th-
4: th- this, th- this is made for a special report on Channel Two. This is a week long series. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I mean, all you need is two or three minutes Monday through Friday. Culminates on Friday. You know. I mean, it is. I mean, it's tailor it's tailor made. For for yeah. television, you gotta do it. You gotta. It's, besides all the great things that come together with this new knowledge, I mean, come on, man, You're gonna make, you going to make it's TV. You know what I'm saying? We know well, how that works.
9: That is a great story, and maybe that story gets it, it becomes enhanced. You know when when I meet uh, Barb, and I can't wait to do it. I mean, she um, she just and, and she looks, to be honest with you, she looks like uh, Mary Ellen, my oldest sister. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, there is a, there is a resemblance there. So.
4: Oh, you got to have a crew with you. What's the name of the end you know, where they knock on the door and they have the big check and the people open the door and they go publisher's crazy? Publisher's Clearinghouse? Yeah, it's got to be like a publisher's clearinghouse type of scene. Where you, she opens the door. There's the camera rolling, and the tears are flowing, and everybody's hugging one another. Oh my God! I win money. Oh, Jason, oh, are you kidding me? This is this
9: yeah. is the well, best. This is th- there will be plenty of that. I'm sure.
4: Hey, I'm waiting, not, you know, not for nothing. I'm excited.
9: But, I'm excited for her. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for my sisters. This is all. I I, I, think, I, I, I think I think all. I
4: think it's a terrific story. But you know, behind closed doors, you know what they say.
9: This will make great ratings. This is a ratings killer.
4: <laughs> I mean I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I love it. I love the story. I'm very happy for you.
9: Yeah, well thanks for letting me tell it, James. Oh if
4: sure, it's know? my pleasure. We you know, we've been with you for a long time and we love you and uh and I'm it yeah, it's better than any sports story today, except yeah. maybe for that guy that knocked the first pitch in Major League baseball out of the park yeah, on you know, the I first pitch. Yeah, yeah, I watched it.
6: <laughs>
9: <laughs>
6: crazy. He got all of it, didn't he?
9: Yeah. He sure did. Did the Cubs win? Oh yeah, They're 8, to, eight four. to 4.
4: Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, turn to the coach and say, "Well you know I'm not warmed up yet, you know what are you gonna do <laughs> now,
9: are you gonna watch the final four this weekend james
4: i'm gonna try yes i'm gonna try. I don't know who my money is on yet i i am a big you know you know me I go for the underdog I go for well, the under- i go serious? for the underdog unless the underdog has a player turns out to be a real you know you know somebody I don't like. You know, they give an elbow no. to somebody in the nose, and then I got I get all confused, and I don't know what to do.
9: That, that won't happen. But Lo- Loyola, you know, here, in San Antonio, Michigan and Loyola play that first game at six o'clock right. on Saturday night. Right. You know, I think we all know that if you're not a Michigan fan, that everyone else in that arena will be rooting for Loyola.
4: Sure, Cinderella, team.
9: because we all love that underdog story and. Yeah. Gosh, for those of us who had our brackets busted that, that first, first afternoon, we mm-hmm. needed something to latch on to here. And Cinderella always makes the tournament such a, a, a better story. Yeah. I be, Loyola uh, is especially impressive. But look, they're an 11 seed. And here's a stat for them uh, Loyola becomes just the fifth double seeded team, double digit seeded team uh, to reach the Final Four. All four of the others were eliminated in this semifinal round, and each one lost by at least eight points. Right. So history tells us that Loyola won't advance into the championship game. Longer to root for them, then. But I think that's just a bunch of crap. I mean, <laughs> these, these, these Loyola kids yeah. are inspired. They hit three-pointers. Right. My goodness, Jack, how many times did they drive to the bucket, these reverse layups? I mean, they, they, they don't care.
7: Oh, it's exciting.
9: They They've got the longest...
7: Got nothing to lose
9: now in the country at fourteen yeah. games. I mean, this is fun. This is fun to watch.
4: All right, Patrick, keep us up to date with Julie, okay? I think it's a wonderful story, and, and Barb, uh, yeah, and Barb and everybody and the whole family. And I mean, people know more about your family than they know about me, but
9: you know. I will. I'll keep you updated. All this right, is, this is fun. yeah best
4: of, best of luck to you, Patrick. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. You got it, buddy. Pat Clark, Candle Sports, over at Channel Two, WESH, Channel Two in Orlando. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio, one hundred four point one
0: to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.
4: Phillips filed for uh, Thursday. That was an amazing story with Pat Clark, wasn't it? Yeah, we. uh, Oh yeah,
5: we're posting. I'm posting that separately as a podcast. Jeez. Interesting story. It's my wife had a similar story about doing DNA through the genealogy and discovering an uncle she didn't know she had lived in New York, and she has since met him and awesome people it's one of the
4: things i'd like to do i mean the family tree whatever because you know my knowledge of doesn't go back very far at all
6: that always scares me why because you're giving your dna (laughs) to a company that might not be around in 20 years and then what are they going to do with it are they going to dispose of it properly or are they going to give it to the fuzz give it to the fuzz Fuzz? yeah
1: you think they don't already have your dna well, there's already. What are been, you talking about?
6: There's already been three cases where, um, I believe it was in New York, they asked for the specific saliva sample, and uh, I think it was Twenty Three and Me. Each each time, successfully argued um, against it.
4: Yeah, but one, you're finding, you know, essentially the roots of your being, like your family originated in this. but, you, but I'm talking about my great grandfather came from. Wherever and what I have no idea. I I don't have a clue. My father's grandfather, I don't I have no clue whatsoever. Yeah. Other than he didn't allow whistling in the house.
7: <laughs>
4: Which seems to me very strict religious, probably some German or True. something like that, yep. you know, and that's that's the way it is. Probably had a big handlebar mustache and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Not a very happy household.
6: Some families don't like music or anything like that too. But
4: uh my mother's father, I don't I I I don't know anything about his parents. Nope, not a clue. I don't even know where to start. So I'm going to contact my cousin Carol, who's I think done most of the work, and just say, "Hey, fork it over, will you? What do you? Got?
1: Let me know. What, what do got-
4: you? What do you got? What do you got? And then I'll work from there. That's that's okay, isn't it? Yes. yes. Or would Absolute you say, no. "Hey, wait a minute. No. I did all the hard work." You do it yourself, and I'll See, tell you if you're the on the right road.
5: I think most people, um, they have a different personality, and they like sharing this stuff. They do it to share yeah. this information. So it's common f- for family members to build off work that other family members yeah. have done. Um, I was doing it for a while up until you know a few years ago. Then I got busier at work, and I just—it was kind of a hobby, and then I stopped doing it.
4: Was it a real pain? Did you get a headache? Was it like no? Oh, I'm not making any progress here. Well,
5: I did hit a wall that I was having trouble. Like I got back to the mid 1800s, and trying to find when they came from England to New York. Yeah, I was having trouble doing that, and then I never got over that hurdle. But I haven't been on recently, and there are free ways to do it, like. The LDS site, which is the Latter Day Saints, they have an extensive yeah, know, uh, yeah. uh, catalog and, of information, and that's free to use. But then you have services like Ancestry, which you have to pay to use. So I like I did a six month subscription at a time, and you can hire
4: somebody to do this too, can't you?
5: Oh yeah, but See, that's the way. Didn't you do it yourself?
4: <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's I got your a family. Little, you want? I, I got all the things going. I mean. It, What's that show on uh, with his, uh, Gates? Is that his name on PBS? That does the the. You ever seen that Ancestry show? They he usually finds you know find somebody who's fairly well known as celebrity, singer, actor, somebody like that politician, and they sit him down. He did um, um, Christopher Walken, and he's done Carly Simon. And he takes three people and they, he does all the ancestry mm-hmm. connections. And say, oh, by the way, you're, uh, you know, uh, you're half Jewish. And they go, oh, my God almighty. And, or there's uh, your father wasn't born in, um, in uh, you know, in Brazil. He was born in Cuba. They do all this kind of.
6: Now, by the it way, of, uh, by the I don't way, know
4: whether I'm devoted enough.
6: You're living a lie. You were never born in Brazil. <laughs> what?
4: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> But I, but I don't. I really don't know. I don't.
5: But I, I mean, Fritz, uh, there is a point with the people you talk about your personal information on social media. Well, what's more personal than your DNA information? Right. And yeah. what kind of security measures are in place? And what are they doing with that information as
6: well? I'm just curious.
5: I
4: want to do it again because I'm very dissatisfied. Just coming back 100% white European. It was a major disappointment in my life. Lame. Well.
5: Whatever. Anyway, uh, the. Uh, oh, wow,
4: Viking stock. Yeah. Whoop de doo.
5: Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we know Fritz is part Russian anyway. Little Vladimir Putin over Probably. there. Probably. Mm-hmm. Mini, Mo, Mini I'm, Putin. I'm a cultural
6: mutt.
4: And Mo came back as what? 18%
1: subsayer. Now, every time she talks about it, it increases. So she's now 68% subsayer. Yeah, she's always like, Africa. oh, my brothers. And it's really offensive. <laughs> thanks for
7: it's true <laughs>
6: i know it's just so wild to think
4: Yeah, uh. I, th- I i happen, i just happen to believe that that first test was flawed it was one of the first ones that was offered wasn't a jack mm-hmm. yeah we well, took early. advantage of it yeah and i think right. somewhere along the line they, they, they get they get the all right I got another test in all right where's the dartboard oh, <laughs> oh he's from ethiopia well, I also think... <laughs> let's the, just tell him. Yeah, let's <laughs> just tell him. Think, uh, Denmark, what do you think about that one? I think the <laughs> larger the database, the
6: more they're able to get detailed information.
5: Yeah, so we'll I think back.
6: it was early. Yeah, Sir, uh, the last 50 tests uh, have just printed out the exact same chart. Uh, mail them out. They've already paid us.
4: Yeah, what I'd like to do is take two different firms, two different companies that offer this, and see if they come back with the same result.
5: Sure, you can do Ancestry and Twenty Three and Me. There you go. Yeah, Stop. what do
4: you think the chances are and all of a sudden you say, wait a minute. Now Turkey Pete... and Denmark. How does that work?
6: That would be interesting. You should yeah, you should try that. You got nothing to lose. They already have except your DNA. A couple hundred bucks.
4: Disappointment fritz except major disappointment.
6: You've already been disappointed once. What's two and three? <laughs> Added on <onto> it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Buzz i think jack and i were both disappointed in that one it's like I no a little bit of i was proud a banana a banana was three yeah. percent asian yeah.
5: i was proud to be a hundred percent european
4: and a banana was you know blonde blue eyed i'll oh, say so she gets the results back oh look at this i'm you were uh, i'm three percent asian
1: you
5: were just mad because for years you were claiming you were part native american
1: <laughs> like every every other white guy Oh yeah, I'm 164th Cherokee for sure. No, I long felt it. Line. I
4: felt a uh, tonka. I felt that in my in my in my bones. Buffalo, exactly. Jim. Uh... When I saw that Kevin Costner movie, it was like this speaks to me. This movie speaks to me. <laughs> tonka, Tonka. How? I was actually thinking the other day that uh, maybe as a group we could learn a, a language. Ooh, deal.
1: Esperanto. I'm pretty You know,
4: there's uh, babble.com. ASL. But I thought, why don't we learn a Native American language? Why don't we try to learn, you know, Apache or.
5: That's practical.
4: Uh, I'm not talking about practical. I'm just talking about something to, to try to accomplish. If you're going
5: to take the time to learn something, yeah, that's Learning the
4: oboe is not practical. We're, you know,
5: no, but why not have it something that can have some use in your life? Like learn Spanish.
1: I'm, tr- I'm working on relearning Spanish right now. You could learn
4: Apache. You could, might be able to get a job in Hollywood or something. Or Six-Gun Territory.
6: My wife lived with the uh, Dine out in um, Arizona for three three weeks. Fake news. The Navajo.
4: Feel it? Yeah, this speaks to me. Especially when they speaks go, to me, too. Boom,
6: yeah.
5: Boom, boom.
4: They do, like, the three hits. Yeah. Getting that sweat lodge.
5: Yeah. And hide from the
1: fuzz. Native American word for cops.
5: <laughs> Someone texted in. Uh, of fuzz.
1: Thunk thunk of, thunk of, thunk of fuzz. The
4: oh. 1960s called and they want their term back.
1: No fuzz around here, brother.
4: <laughs> it's all right. Sometimes you, it's okay for it. Sometimes you turn it around where you go. You go, you go retrospective to the point where it's cool again. Yep.
7: Yeah. Billy I kind
6: of liked know. it. Yeah, groovy. Billy guns it, Don't don't know. They don't know.
4: Groovy. I know somebody around here uses Groovy. Yeah, really? To the point that I started using it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I started that when I, 20 years ago when yeah. I came here.
4: It's in Daddy It's the Phillips yeah. file on Real Radio 104.1.
5: And now,
3: The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. Right. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host,
7: Jim Phillips.
4: There yeah, we go. Regular round of closest to the pin. I'm- Playing against Nick, CJ is the backup. As I head to the soundproof booth, Mr. Pinkman will outline the prize.
1: It is, indeed, a pair of tickets to see Orlando City versus the New York Red Bulls this Saturday, the 31st of March. That's March, I said, at 1 p.m. at Orlando City Stadium. You get to uh, catch the 2018 home debut of Sasha Kleshton. Question. 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 <laughs> a limited number of tickets are still available at OrlandoCitySC.com, and the Red Bulls are Sasha Kleschen's former team, oh, so he really wants to win.
5: That's true, and he's also a nice guy. Check it out. He bought out the showing for Love, Simon tonight at the Winter Park Regal, and oh, they're yeah. giving away tickets to nice the 8 guy. o'clock showing.
1: You yeah. got to follow him on Twitter or something, right? He's a,
5: Yeah, he's a good follow on Twitter. Cool mustache. All right, here we go. We have our category. We have our player, and we have our prize. We have everything we need for a round of Closest to the Pin. So let us get it underway and get Nick on board. Hello, Nick.
8: Hello. Ready to play? And in the words of Pinkman, oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Classic, Nick, Nick,
5: here's the category. Thanks to Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. Uh, there's a saying about March It Roar's... In like a lion and out like a lamb. Is that it? Anyone? Yeah. You, you think that's it? it sure. Well, Thanks, this is Brad. our last closest to the pin in the month of March. So the category is Exiting Like a Lamb. Facts and figures related to lambs in reference to the end of the month of March. Okay, you ready to go? Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay, Nick, hang on. And uh, Fritz, you're going to write down his answers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go in three. Two, one. Lamb Chop is a sock puppet created by late puppeteer and ventriloquist Sherry Lewis. In what year did it make its debut on Captain Kangaroo?
10: 82.
5: Marzy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Lamzy Divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? When was Maisie Dotes first aired on the old RCA Victor Nipper radio? Uh, 33. She was a little lamb before growing up to become the world's most famous sheep. Her name was Dolly. In what year was she born as a result of cloning? Uh,
9: 2002.
5: But then in every species of reading, so much depends on the eyes of the reader. From essayist Charles Lamb's Tales from Shakespeare, a children's book published in this year. Uh,
9: 1912.
5: A poem by Sarah Hale was possibly inspired by an actual incident she gave us, Mary Had a Little Lamb. And what year was it published?
10: Uh, 44.
5: Time. Uh, 1944? Yeah. Okay, we're going with that. We're going to put you on hold, Nick. Going to wave Jim back uh, in. Yeah. Mr. Fritz recorded the answers. I did. Pinkman's ready to award a prize. I think so. And Mr. Phillips is back in the studio. Oh, God. Pair of Orlando City tickets on the line for this Saturday's match. Game time, 1 p.m. Broadcast starts at 1230 over on our sister station. I will be at the match. Jim, category for you submitted by Brad because this is our last closest to the pin of the month of March. Exiting like a lamb. Okay. Okay. You know, we had it roaring in like a lion in the beginning of March. Right. This is a sister category we save for today, exiting like a lamb. Facts, right. facts and figures related to lambs. Are you ready to go? Sure, why not? Okay, you're playing against Nick. Let's just make sure I record Nick's time here. You ready to go? Yeah. And yep. we reset your clock and begin in 3, 2, one. Lamb Chop is a sock puppet created by late puppeteer and ventriloquist Sherry Lewis. In what year did it make its debut on Captain Kangaroo? 1953. Marzy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Lamzy Divey, a kidly divey too, wouldn't you? When was Maisie Dotes first aired on the old RCA Victor Nipper Radio? 1928. She was a little lamb before growing up to become the world's most famous sheep. Her name was Dolly. And what year was she born from as a result of cloning?
4: 1994.
5: But then in every species of reading, so much depends on the eyes of the reader. From essayist Charles Lamb's Tales from Shakespeare, a children's (sighs) book published in this year. Uh, A question again. But then in every species of reading, so much depends upon the eyes of the reader. That's from essayist Charles Lamb's Tales from Shakespeare. It's a children's book published in this year. Uh,
4: 1941.
5: A poem by Sarah Hale was possibly inspired by an actual incident Uh, she gave us. Mary Had a Little Lamb. And what year was it published?
4: Mary Had a Little Lamb was 1823. Time. Time. Oh,
5: Jim, we're going to forego your handicap today.
4: No silence of the lambs.
5: Matter of fact, right. we're going to apply <laughs> your handicap to Nick.
4: All right. Thanks, Nick Brad. has your
5: handicap. Yeah, you can thank Brad. Yeah, you're going to add
4: Brad. another five seconds to mine. I've lost on time. Yeah, don't worry about it. 10, and and a minute. I don't care. Well, Jim, if you
5: didn't like the category, don't worry, because it, like March, is exiting like a lamb. Uh-huh. Lamb Chop was the little character on Captain Kangaroo since then Sherry and Lamb Chop had several TV runs, but what year did Lamb Chop and Sherry Lewis appear, a debut on Captain Kangaroo? Nick said.
6: Fritz, that's you. Oh, sorry. Uh, 1982. 1982. Jim said. 1953.
4: In
0: 1956,
4: Jim gets the point.
0: All right, then. Oh, wow.
7: Yeah, Brad, Brad probably
5: laughing his ass off as he was writing the line of Marzy Dote said he was going to make me say My anyway. Brad. <laughs> yeah. It uh, that whole nonsense was on the RCA Victor Nipper radio in what year? It actually made the pop chart several times reaching number 1 uh at <laughs> back, back way back then. However, what year did it debut on v- RCA Victor Nipper radio? Nick said 1933. Jim? 1928. 1943? That's, well, that's Nick, Nick who gets a point. It's a tie game. Thanks, Brad. How about Dolly, the <laughs> cloned sheep? She had three mothers, one providing the egg, another the DNA. A third carried the cloned embryo to term. Nice lady. Gave us Dolly the sheep, who was once Dolly the lamb. What year? Nick said 2002. Jim? 1994. 1996. Jim gets a point. He now leads two to one. <sighs> two to one. Now, the question Jim needed repeated. Tales no. from Shakespeare is a children's book what? written by Charles Lamb. Okay. Charles Lamb wrote the book, Tales from Shakespeare. It's a children's book published in what year? Yeah.
6: Nick said. Nineteen twelve. Jim. Nineteen forty one. Eighteen
5: oh seven. Nick ties the game. <laughs> two to mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. The most well known Mother Goose nursery rhyme. Not a clue. Mary had a little lamb. This is a stupid cat. Oh, <laughs> What year was it published? This is for the win. Mary Had a Little Lamb.
6: Nick said. 1944.
5: (gasps) Jim.
4: 1823. For the win. 1830. Jim gets the point. Jim wins the game. Take that, Nick. Thank you, Brad. Take that, (laughs) Nick. I am the
8: champion.
3: I am the greatest. I will win. Wow. It's a great game. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even
5: challenge
4: me? Yeah, what do you think about that? Be sure to tell Mo when she gets back. If she comes back.
5: Yeah, uh, that's you, Pinkman. I got a strange feeling they may stay. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, for them, I'd love to, I've never been, I always wanted to go to Hawaii. I wouldn't Same. be, sur-
4: I, just, I just wouldn't be surprised. Mm. So like, you I'm, know, they you know, sometimes you go someplace, you fall in love with it, and so that's it, we're, you know, we're thing. staying or moving there or whatever.
5: Yeah, and by the way. That uh,
4: rock fever, though.
5: Don't bother texting me about this Marzy and Maisie dotes and all that crap. I don't care about it. Neither do Brad I. wrote it. Doesn't I
4: matter, want, I won. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I
5: don't ever want to
6: say it again. <laughs> Thank you very much.
4: It's all that matters. It's a win, another win for me. It's the Phillips Five. We're going to talk with uh, Jim Colbert in a few minutes, see what he has on tap for tomorrow afternoon between the hours of 3 and 7. That's upcoming on Real
2: Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A first-time gambler in New Jersey hit the jackpot the first time he ever tried a slot machine. He won almost $200,000. Get out of here and all he wanted was a couple two-tree chips or something. Next, Carnival Cruise Lines gave a kid a free cruise so he would give them the Carnival Cruise Snapchat handle that he used. This idiot. (laughs) He probably could have gotten a lot of money out of them. Then he'd have enough for multiple cruises. Finally, a man impersonating a cop fled from real police officers and crashed into an OPD patrol car. Apparently this guy has done this before. If at first you don't succeed try (laughs) try again I guess. Headlines were brought to you by iHeartRadio and Transmission.
1: That's right, and you can go to the App Store on your smartphone and download that app right now, and you are on the fast track to having real radio and all your favorite music in the convenience of your pocket and at your fingertips. Uh, All you have to do is go to the App Store, type iHeartRadio, tap, get, and then it's on your phone, ready to rock and roll. That is our free iHeartRadio app.
0: Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From the-
4: <laughs> Phillips file for a Thursday at one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Every Thursday at this time we talk with Jim Colbert because on Fridays it's the Jim Colbert show between the hours of 3 and 7, we utilize this time to kind of get a preview of what he'll be up to, along with his uh, people on Friday afternoon. Welcome. I have very I have many things to talk to you about.
10: Well, buddy, fire away let's not wait. Well,
4: I heard the promo, so I want to get into Colts and I want to get into uh, Rodeo. But oh, uh,
10: good. I uh, want to talk about both of
4: those. But uh, I was driving over to Titusville a couple of weekends ago, and I was listening to you, and I can't remember the name of the chef who you were talking to. But you were talking about tomato sauce and the making of tomato sauce, and I thought it was a fascinating interview because I used to be one of those people who would spend hours and hours and hours and hours cooking tomato sauce, believing that if you wanted to make quality tomato sauce, you just had to cook that gravy for hours on end. Add this, add that, taste it, start adding things, and... uh, but I agree. You can make a great tomato sauce in 30 minutes. You do not have to do what uh, what you saw in Goodfellas or The Godfather or anything else.
10: You know, I find in the culinary world, there are a lot of misconceptions and myths that people have just accepted as truth because either their grandmother or their yeah. aunt or whatever passes down. But um, uh, the guy, um, the gentleman, is uh, the chef at uh, Mar- Mario and Enzo's out at Disney Springs. And he's was a chef in North Italy for years, that's where it's from. And he told me, he goes, you should never make a red sauce that cooks for more than 45 minutes. And actually, I made that very recipe on my Facebook cooking show called How Tuesday. And I showed it. I cooked it in the context of a one-hour show. I made spaghetti and meatballs in-house, like just homemade, just to show you how easy it was and how fast it could be. And yep. I made the best red sauce I've ever made in yep. about 40 minutes. It's, it's Jim It's olive oil, garlic, and tomatoes, San Marzano tomatoes, and I hit them with my immersion blender, which is that big, like,
4: stick blender. Yeah, I got one, yeah. For
10: for about 15 seconds after they cook down because I use one can of crushed and one can of whole. Right. I cook it a little bit, about 20 minutes in the cooking process. I'll pop it a couple times to that, and then you can add a little fresh oregano, but I did not. Salt, olive oil, garlic, tomatoes delicious.
4: Yeah, because you'll read recipes and add this and add that and put a little sugar in there, put some carrots in there, some wine in there, and this and that. You just don't... You The only thing that I add to a tomato sauce when I make a tomato sauce, believe it or not, is a little bit of mint. Some chopped up, fresh mint. And uh, for one reason or another, it, it seems to work.
10: Well, you know, I think mint is in the basil family, if I remember right. I'm not sure. Uh, not, I, hope, I hope that's right, because I do have a cooking show. Um, but... <laughs> but I think that kind of, it kind of works like that. But, you know, the great thing about this, really what I found that is the, the real star and all those ingredients, of course, the tomatoes because it's a tomato sauce, but really it's the olive oil. I find mm-hmm. it. You cook the olive oil into the tomato, and it makes this beautiful, silky flavor that you love, and it helps it stick to kind of anything you're serving it with, and, and I'll never make it another way.
4: Somebody told me that there's a great, I don't know whether it's Disney Springs or Mount Dora, maybe both. There's a store there that sir that sells nothing but or for the most part nothing but olive oil. Oh yeah, that's you've you been there, are are you know so many,
10: what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. There are so many great pressings, but they of course this gentleman that we were talking to, God I wish I could remember his name. It's killing me that I can't, but he tells me the important thing, you know, uh is you know, you import the olive oil. Yesterday on or this week coming up prime time, we are talking to uh uh Vasilis uh Kambouros, who owns Taverna Opa, and he says the same thing. He imports his olive oil mm-hmm. from Greece. It's that important, you know?
4: Yeah. Let me move on, because uh, in your promo, among other things, uh, tomorrow, between 3 and 7, you're going to be talking about Colts and uh, and Rodeo. Let's talk about Rodeo first. Uh, who's coming in?
10: <laughs> Colts and Rodeo. Let me cults just tell rodeo, you. Colts and Rodeo sounds like a great punk band.
0: I uh, <laughs> Colts and Rodeo. <laughs> Say, cult,
10: the the Colt thing was spurred on by this Colt that was just busted out in uh I think it was uh, the guy fled to Mexico, um and the cult leader he, he demanded that his people call him vanguard and by the way, if you join any religion that requires you calling the leader vanguard or Aki, uh you know whatever i mean it''s, yeah. it's you're, you're in it deep chances are what you're learning isn't actual, of course, it turns into this psychological abuse issue, and believe it or not, so everybody understands you know real people get caught up in these things they because do. these people. The cult leaders are very capable at manipulating what you think is real and taking advantage of people who are difficult times in their lives to give them something to kind of latch on to when they have nothing else. Then they take that confidence and turn it into an orgy. <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'm convinced most of these people with these cults are just guys who, who, who want to – uh, get their followers naked and and have sex with them, and at the, and I think you're right. Anytime you're joining a group and somebody says you are to call me Vanguard, that's when you just turn around <laughs> and say, "You want me to do what? Uh, I'll see you next year." That's yeah, when you this, turn around and you say, yeah, I, "I'm out of here. I'm not. I'm not calling anybody Vanguard."
10: Well, Vanguard had this thing where he liked to have his sex slaves, and by the way, yeah. he convinced women that to be part of. The upper echelon of what his movement would be, you had to become one of his, uh, uh, what's the word, um, subservient slaves, and he would actually brand his initials onto their pelvis, which I'm not against.
8: <laughs> it's Just like, I mean,
4: <laughs> well, I, I feel I feel for people who are in their in their life of struggle and. Uh, and searching, I mean, they, they, they fought. I mean, I, to a certain degree, I feel, I feel the same way about organized religion. To me, organized religion is a form of a cult. But you know, whatever melts your butt, if you, if you're a better person for it, fine. But I don't like to see anybody manip- manipulated. What was that cult where everybody got dressed? And remember the hoods, and then they got in the bunk beds and with the sneakers. Heaven's and, Gate. And, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. And what was that
10: all about?
6: A 1997 yeah, they, comet, I think.
4: Was that it?
10: Yeah. yeah. Hale-bop. Yeah, he's exactly right. What the cult was, they believed, I believe that, their mothership was hiding in the tail of, I want to say it's Haley's, but I don't think it is. There's Comet
5: hale I think.
10: hale that's exactly it. hale and the mothership was hiding in that, so they got together, put on their blue Nikes, uh, drank the magic potion, yeah. and pulled the sheet over their head, and uh, waited for Bliss.
4: Dude, this is, what, this is what happens when you have too much mescaline. I mean, it just... Some compartment in your brain, just you know, the, the, the switch goes off, the fuse pops. It's 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 an overload. Yeah, okay, I'm going to put on a hood and put on my Nikes and uh, off we go. I'm waiting for the mothership. Good luck it, it with it. T-
10: it is kind of amazing. You know, I think that, in, uh, really what spurred this on is exactly what you said a second ago. You know, the, the idea that all organized religion could be considered a cult to people who aren't kind of brought up in that mindset. Because if you talk to people who, kids or, you know, adults, whatever, that were brought up in an atheist household, uh, they don't, they don't look at life like that. So to me, I grew up in a very strict religious conservative home. And for me, I rebelled <laughs> against that because I didn't buy it. Like I didn't buy it at that level. Um, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I looked at it differently than that. I didn't think the message had to be delivered that harshly, you yeah. know. Uh, but, you know, what's amazing, the old argument is this. You know, if you had the ability to motivate people at that level, it'd be nice to see you do it for something cool. You know, it's like it's the old thief. Like, well, this guy has the ability to break into a car, rewire the entire surgery right. system so he can steal it. You know, if you put that skill set to use, you could actually earn a living without putting your – your freedom at Jeopardy every time you step out the door. Yeah, it's the
4: thrill, baby, though. You know what I'm saying? It's the yeah, it's the thrill. All right, let's talk about rodeo. You got somebody coming in tomorrow for as uh, a rodeo. What is he, a, a team roper? What does he do?
10: Yeah, so here it is. It's Osceola County Commissioner Fred Hawkins, and he actually used to be a rodeo uh, team roper, yeah. and uh, the rodeo's a big deal. You know, the funny thing is... Uh, I think people kind of don't understand how big of a deal the rodeo used to be. Now, Depps having him in for the Animal House segment, which is kind of interesting, but it allows us to talk about that whole idea. You know, the rodeo, at some point, in some parts of the country, was no different than the circus.
4: That's true. You
10: know, when they came into town, those guys are superstars, whether it be barrel racers or calf ropers or, uh, or bronc riders or bareback riders. I mean, those guys are superstars. And to this day, they carry a certain amount of weight in a group of people that's pretty heavy. They rake them right up there with professional skateboarders or BMX guys and a motorcycle, motocross guys. It, it is an extreme sport. It's extremely dangerous.
4: Bull riding is uh-huh. one of the fastest-growing spectator sports in the United States, and a lot of these bull riders, they wouldn't know one end of a horse from another. A lot of these guys are former football players, maybe on the collegiate level. I mean, they're tough guys. There's no, you got to be a tough guy to get on one of those animals, and they 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 do it for they do it for the money and they do it for the uh, whatever the thrill, I guess. But a lot of these guys, it's, they're like pit crews for NASCAR drivers. They don't, they wouldn't know a carburetor from a tailpipe, <laughs> but because of their athletic prowess, you know, they can go in there and skid on their knees and get a get a tire off and replace it in a half in a half a second.
10: Yeah, it, it sounds fun until you leech forward and the 3,500-pound yeah. bull, that, by the way, has his te- testicles tied by a rope to his body. That's what gets him to kick, by the way. Right. That rope thing you see pulling, they're walking out, when they're coming out of that grade, is basically tying his, his boyhood. And uh, super pissed, by the way. And when he throws his head back, you know, you've seen those videos where this guy's face was basically mm-hmm. turned into powder. I mean, that's just, it's no joke how strong they are. They are... And they are unrepentant when it comes to throwing you around with their horns or goring you. They, it is, I, I it is, I don't know of anything a lot more manly than that.
4: Yeah, I don't know. You know, if the, you know, so well, you got to get in the ring with whoever's the best prize fighter in the world, and you got to do three minutes, you know, in there, or you got to get, uh, you got to get on a on a bull and ride it. At least in the ring, you can start running around and, and crawling around and get in a fetal position. But, you know,
7: there's nothing.
4: <laughs> what else are you going to do in a bull? Yeah. And I believe on the pro bull riding circuit, now everybody's required to wear a face cage um, yeah, because there's been they, so much damage to these guys, to their faces, to the point where, you know, they, they, in some cases, in one case, I can't remember the writer's name. His, his face was so pulverized that after he came out of the hospital, his children didn't recognize him anymore. That's how bad it was. Bocephus, oh, yeah, I think, was the bull.
10: That's the guy I'm talking about. Like, if you look, I think what happened was, if I remember it right, uh, he lurched forward because the bull did that move. And as he he was lurching forward, the bull threw his head straight back. And, of course, the bull's head is just concrete bone, you know, powered by all the muscles. And it just basically powderized his face. They also require him to wear kind of what's similar to, like a flak jacket or a – Yeah,
4: like a Kevlar Kevlar vest. Uh Uh-huh.
10: You know, one of the exactly. of course.
4: This is just another sport where left-handers are discriminated against. <clears throat> uh, is
10: that the truth?
4: Well, you can't. Well, number one, you can't be a polo player and be left-handed. You can't play polo left-handed, and I don't think you can be. A, I don't think you can be. Ask your guest tomorrow. I don't think you can be a left-handed calf roper because of the way that the horses come out of the chute, and you would have to. You'd have to. I may be way off on this, but I don't think so. I don't think you'll see any left-handed calf ropers because you would have to throw the rope over the over the the neck of the horse.
10: Huh? That's I believe I'm, I,
4: I believe I'm right on that, or I might be well, way you need
10: to off. Tune in because I'm damn sure to ask him because that's fascinating. I would have never thought in a million years that you could be like you could be the best roper in the world, except you're just left-handed. I, God, that sounds crazy. I. I I think
4: I'm right about that. I used to run around with a couple of cowboys down at Keenansville. These are tough customers. These guys. I mean, oh man. I mean, they're re- and ask them about the uh, about the uh, what do you call them the, the the rodeo clowns. Rodeo. There was a documentary I saw many years ago about rodeo clowns. They, you talk about getting your ass kicked on a regular basis. These guys are really beat up.
10: Funny you should say that. And I wish I would have thought in advance because I grew up with a guy who wound up being a rodeo clown. And when this kid was probably 14, 15 years old, last I kind of spent any real time with him, we lived in the same apartment complex. Right. He, he, he was five, five and a hundred pounds dripping wet in a wool coat. And now, you know, actually his name was Skinny Kenny. And now dude is a straight up rodeo clown. And, and there is a really interesting respect that that job gets in the world of rodeo that is really kind of really awesome, actually, because, you know, you hear the word clown, you automatically dismiss everything. Oh, he's a clown, you know, and, you know, we know it in the circus context, but then these guys earn their money, and a lot of these riders uh, will tell you straight up that those guys have saved their life or saved them from massive injury over and over, by the way.
4: No question about it. Nothing like getting inside of a barrel and getting knocked around by an animal that weighs 2,500 pounds. That's got to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Try that. I'd rather go over Niagara Falls in something than
10: <laughs> yeah. By the way, going back to what you said, on that, I would fight Buster Douglas fifteen times before I got under that bull once. I wouldn't even sit on it in the cage,
4: man. Uh, no, no, I don't. You know, you just you get near them and they give you that eye. You know that. Sometimes, if you get to the rodeo and they allow you to get down there, go down there and look at some of these bulls right before the rider gets on. And they got the white of that eye, and they're looking at you and they're saying, My testicles are tied up and they're really tight. And I just want to get out there and kill something. <laughs> and, and I might as well, and if it's you, that's fine with me. I'm going to kill somebody.
10: That's a premise. I would too, that, wouldn't you? That soulless <laughs> stare of a baseball eyed cow just looking at you going, Buddy, you ain't ready for what's
4: <laughs> yeah, I you know. Welcome to the big leagues. All right, buddy, By we'll way, be my name we'll be dude, listening my tomorrow. Van,
10: my name's Vanguard. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: it's gonna hurt real bad. We'll be listening <laughs> tomorrow. I'll have a good show. You're the best buddy. All right, buddy. man. Jim Colbert show tomorrow between the hours of three and seven. You can got, get Pinkman to do it.
5: I caught um I went to a rodeo <laughs> down at Silver Spurs a couple years ago with the family. It was a great time. That's that's one of those things that you should go experience.
4: That's a one in a lifetime, go watch it. I mean, they're Wow. Oh, the Bull Riders though. Was it Bo look that up? Bo- I think it was Bo Cephas.
5: Yeah, and someone said uh Tough Headman or Tough Heaterman.
4: But was... I remember reading the story, I don't know if it was Esquire or whatever it was, and but it's just the story about this uh about this Bull that
1: nobody could ride. I believe it was Bodacious. Bodacious. Bodacious was Hank Williams. Yeah, but I didn't know it was a bo something. But yeah, Bodacious.
6: Yeah, Bodacious. And I don't think
4: anybody ever rode him for the amount of uh, what eight seconds, whatever the case might be. And he would he would damage people. They 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 said of all the bulls that anybody have ever ridden, you could see it in his eye that he wanted to do damage to somebody, usually the person that was trying to ride him. There, there was one guy that got his face so damaged by this particular bull, this is a true story, that after he came out of the hospital and had all this facial reconstruction, his kids did not recognize him. Oof. That's how bad it was. That's how bad he, he got his ass kicked. So, Mr. Pinkman, Oh boy! going to sign you up. couple people I'd, say
5: they don't actually tie odacious. the testicles up well, on what? bucking bulls. What do they do? I don't know. Uh, it says... I
4: always heard that.
5: Yeah, it goes it goes around or flank, which is just in front of their back legs. A common misconception.
4: All right, well, let's check that out. I had always heard it was something to do with their uh, with their testicles. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's something that pisses them off. It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1.
0: Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1 from 104.1
3: Tell your story. The devil he has a plan.
0: A bag of bones in his pocket. Get anything. Blood is a special substitute.
4: get to Clayton before we get so you want to win underway by the way if you want to grab a line and be a contestant and so you want to join us we got some great prizes but here's Clayton wants to talk about what left-handed calf roping are there left-handed calf ropers around there or, or was I right on that
8: no that <laughs> you can rope uh, you can rope calf left-handed I personally don't do it but I've competed against several left-handed calf ropers. do they have They're a just yeah. as well
4: but I mean is there a handicap of uh, of, of some sort because it just I mean, I don't know anything about calf roping. Uh, but That's, I always thought you everybody had to come out of a particular chute and if you were left-handed you'd have to you know throw your 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 lasso your rope over the over the neck of the horse as opposed to a right-hander.
8: Yeah, it's um it's it's interesting but they came out they come out of the same chute. Yeah. They rope the calves the same way. Right. Uh actually if you rope a calf left-handed you have the choice to either go tie the calf left-handed, go down the left side of the horse and tie the tie the calf, gotcha. or you can duck under the rope and tie the calf right-handed. And a lot of guys they do it both ways, and they're just as quick as right-handed ropers in most yeah. cases. They're yeah. pretty Pro- talented.
4: Prove me wrong again. So, I mean, do you have you done any of this?
8: Yes, sir. I wrote calves for. Uh, For about fifteen years, I still tinkering it a little bit myself.
4: Do you really? I can never. I tried for a little bit. I mean, I rode horses a lot for about fifteen years, and then I never could. I I never I never could get that. Even just standing there trying to, you know, you do that standard. You got the the horns, you know, sticking on a barrel, and you try to. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I think I'm just generally uncoordinated
8: takes a lot of practice and a lot of desire to want to do it, but I'll tell you what, I really, really enjoyed it. Well,
4: there you go. Well, if I have any more questions about rodeo, you need to call, all right? All right, I all right, buddy. It. Thanks. See you. Uh, oh, i pretty wrong again. What else is them? new?
5: Well, that's what the show is for, really.
4: Yeah. Um, prove Jim wrong. I think that would be a great segment. Jeez.
5: Well, let's and take Maybe it. once a
4: week we take a 15-minute block and said, prove Jim wrong. Oh, I listened to you Tuesday. You don't know what the hell you're talking about because blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
5: Jim and Sexing Service, real mobile 77031. Usually when we misstep, that's where we see the corrections. However, this is just a story. It's from Flip in South Carolina. said his daughter was a wrangler on a ranch in Bandera, Texas, as an internship. She called one night to say what every parent wants to hear. I just signed the waivers to ride a bull. Wish me luck. Oh, my good God almighty. Yeah. He said she rode twice, four and a half seconds and five seconds, and she's a badass.
4: I can't uh, I can't I can't <laughs> even imagine. Even if they said, Look, we're not gonna open up the gate, right? The gate is look look, there's the gate is locked. Uh this is a big animal but we still have look at the you know, look at the what we have here. It's not gonna be able to kick anything down. Would you even be willing to sit on it?
5: No. I don't I think in the
4: gate closed, I think Inside, that might be more dangerous. Where it's snorting and <laughs> Pawing at the yeah. ground and just really agitated, because they animals know, horses know. It's at least in my experience. Well, a horse they they pick up on you. Their their skin is so sensitive that uh, you know they'll pick up if you're scared, if you're nervous, if you're this, that you're that, and they will uh, act accordingly unless you know what you're doing. So I'm just wondering, maybe we could do that when next time a rodeo comes into town. See if we can find somebody where Pinkman could go down there and okay. just sit on a bull.
1: Deal. My head isn't right from when I got hit with the soccer ball that oh, one Oh, come time. on, you big baby. Fine. This
4: is why you're here. I didn't say you had to write. i just sit on it. Okay, deal. I'll give, I'll <laughs> give you a trophy. If you could just sit on it inside the cage for eight seconds, I'll give you a trophy. Okay, deal. Just sign this release first. Yeah, no deal. Exactly.
5: <laughs> uh, Jim, you can be left-handed and be a comedian, I believe. Is that true?
4: Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, let me let me tell you. A skeleton walks into a bar, right? <clears throat> and the bartender says, uh, "What do you have?" And the skeleton says, "A beer and a mop."
7: Oh, <laughs>
4: Classic. Works every single time unless you're in front of a big crowd.
5: Well, I am not sure about tonight's five comedians in the Monsters Comedian of the Year competition, and I'm not sure if they're right or left-handed. However, I do know they will all be on stage at the Abbey tonight. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. If you have not been to one of these events before, or even if you have, each night it's a new night with new comedians and new comedy, and it's a couple hours of a really good time Uh, And, you know, Marcus Crespo, Vince Taylor, Mike Charette, Timmy Time, and Ryan Holmes all performing tonight. General admission reserve seating still available at the door. And you can also get Hard Rock Orlando VIP seating. And that's going to include some dinner from Hard Rock Orlando and a couple of beers from Bud Light. Uh, Just get tickets at the door at the Abbey tonight. It's, uh, you know, uh, downtown Orlando near Lake Eola. I will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, it's all brought to you by Bud Light and Hard Rock Orlando.
4: We like to say it's a knee slapping good time. You go. You're going to laugh for two
5: hours. It start. You know, show starts around eight. They're done uh, about ten o'clock. Yep. In the car on the way home. It's a, it's a good night
4: out. Let's get so you win a winner underway. By the way, Eddie the Shaman is not here. Mr. Oh, Pinkman and Mr. What? Fritz are your lifelines. You have lifelines with all three rounds. First round is True Fall. Second round is Brad's in the news. Third round is Brad's who said that. Let's get it underway. Mike, you ready to play? I sure am. All right, Mike, here we go. True or false. Remember, you have lifelines. True or false. Initially upset over the concept leak, CEO Tim Cook reversed course, seizing the opportunity to tout the enhanced security features of new Apple MaxiPad tablets slated for a late 2018 release. Is that true or false? And I have lifelines right after sure, the Sure, of now? course. All
7: right, yeah, I'll, I'll use them. That's Why false.
4: Not? That's, that is false. Fritz says false.
1: Pinkman. I have to recuse myself from true-false today. Brad said so. Well yeah, he, You know oh, the answers? Yeah. Okay. I All right, so
4: you got them. one lifeline, and Fritz says false.
9: I will take that, Paul. That's your final answer. Yeah, there you go. Oh, round yeah, two, here's Jack.
5: Apple MaxiPad tablet. Yeah. Yeah, come on. They <laughs> there shouldn't we go. get help on true-false. Here's the, Brad's in the news stories, ripped from the headlines. It was a beautiful day. The fish were on the move in the three rivers. Believe it or not, it was a beautiful day in Pittsburgh's neighborhoods. The city put its stamp of approval on one of its iconic figures. Dr. Copperfield did not attend. However, Mr. McFeely was there to witness the whole thing go postal. Who is forever in our minds?
9: Lifelines, if you want them. Yeah, I'll do life-mines. Is that Joe Paterno, Mr. McFeely? Who's the uh, guy that was Oh, with oh the money. Oh, that's Jerry? funny. That's, that's <laughs> Mr. Uh,
6: McFeely's uh, <laughs> sack. That's uh, Fred Rogers, right, Mr. Rogers? That's your final answer?
4: Yeah, he said Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers. There you go. Yep, he got a stand for the win. Yeah. This is Brad's who said that. I'll Awful provide name. you with a quote. Multiple choice. Tell me who said it. Uh, quote, so it's going to be a lot of getting to know each other and a lot of work over the next couple of months. Who said that? Willie Taggart, who's the coach at FSU? Pui. Jason <laughs> Christ who's the coach for the Orlando Lions, or LeBron James. The quote one more time. It's going to it's going to be a lot of getting to know each other and a lot of work over the next couple of months. Willie Taggart, Jason Christ, LeBron James, you have lifelines.
9: I'll do lifelines, but I'm leaning towards Jason Christ. I think I read you know when he was coming
1: on board, something like
6: that. I will also go with that because I, I don't know Taggart too well, and I don't know uh, LeBron James why that would be coming into play. Mr.
1: Pinkman, I was also going to say Jason Christ. Ooh, unanimous. So everybody's going Jason Christ. Anonymous. That's your final. Sure. Answer. Why not?
4: No, I'm sorry, it was uh, Willie Tiger.
1: Wrong, sir.
7: Wrong.
5: You get nothing. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you lose. Good day,
3: sir. Take a little
4: break. When we come back, we (laughs) will continue with So You Want to Winner on Real Radio
0: 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show
4: ever. Come
8: on. My NyQuil and ecstasy is wearing off.
4: So You Want to Winner. Back to So You Want to Winner, but before that, Mr. Pinkman, I will make you a dollar bet. Go on. That before this is all said and done, Oh, boy. Special Prosecutor Mueller... Will uh, state that Paul Manafort, the former campaign manager for the Trump team, Mm -hmm. was under the direction and possible payroll of the KGB.
5: What?
1: Yeah. By the end of... He was working... Yes, he was working for the Russians. By the end of the show, or are you just saying once no, Mueller's I mean, when, investigation? Yeah once,
4: when, yeah, once the indictments come down, once the, you know, he, he details to the world, if he gets that far, what's going on. He will say that Paul Manafort, above everything else that's going on, was working, actively working under the direction of Vladimir Putin and Russian intelligence.
1: All right, I'll, I'll take that.
4: All right, like, okay. One dollar. Yeah. It came to mind. I don't know why. Here's Mark. Ready to play, Mark? Yes, I am. Here we go, Mark. True or false? The University of Loyola basketball team and the Cinderella of the Final Four, perhaps due to the divine intervention of their biggest fan, 89-year-old Sister Hazel. Is that true or false?
9: Um, She is a little bit older than that. So I'll say false. we are going to go false, okay. That's your final answer?
4: Yes. Yeah, right. It's not Sister Hazel, though. It's uh, Sister Jean. But anyway, oh. and she's 98. Uh, Moving on to uh, round two. You have lifelines. Here's Jack. Here you go, stories. Uh, Brad's in the news stories. Rrr, RIP
5: from the headlines. It's a common bond. Tell me what these have in common. Emma, Noah, and Charlie. What do these three things have in common? Emma, Noah, and Charlie.
4: Hmm.
1: I can use some lifeline help here.
4: All right, guys. What do you think, Mr.
1: Pinkman, Mr. Fritz? Uh, Hurricanes? Oh. <gasps> no. no.
6: Hey, uh... Movies, actresses, no. Actresses. Yes.
1: Wait,
5: yeah, 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 actresses. Student, no, 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 student
1: no. activists. Oh yeah, do we? Well, that's obviously okay. not right.
6: Uh, Parkland, <laughs> Parkland. No, Gun no,
1: no, no. Oh, I see what Storm you're doing there. Storm systems. No. Oh, Storm Emma hit England. Oh yeah, you keep working that. Uh, hey, you getting in the weeds?
9: A, uh, a new movie with Emma Watson.
4: No. Uh-huh.
1: No, we're talking no. storms, yeah. bro. And, and Noah Wiley. Oh. And
4: and tre- Trevor Noah, Emma Noah, and Charlie. <laughs> Their <laughs> names, not yes. celebrities. Ooh, baby Pop- names, popular What's that? baby that's names. Final answer.
5: Give it to you. Baby names. USA top baby names in 2016. I, that's, yeah, geez, I knew it. Low. I knew that. Hard Everyone that but Fritz knew that. There we go. Oh, Brad,
4: <laughs> who said that? Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. March Madness has officially arrived. Twelve hours a day of college basketball, or as sports fans call it payback for the bachelor now who said that conan o'brien seth myers or the shot doctor march madness has officially arrived 12 hours a day of college basketball or as sports fans call it payback for the bachelor conan o'brien seth myers or the shot doctor you have
1: lifelines
10: okay lifelines what do you think
1: conan o'brien sounds like conan o'brien yeah because the shot doctor wouldn't know what the bachelor was
6: (laughs) all right all
4: right well yeah i'll give you you know i'll give you a some help. It's not the shot, Doctor. So it's either Conan O'Brien or Seth Myers. Seth, oh,
6: no, I want to say Seth Myers.
1: Bet you
4: won't, nerd. No,
8: I won't. Okay.
4: Going Conan O'Brien? Yeah. What do you want to do, Mark?
8: Let's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, uh, let's go Conan. Okay.
4: Going Conan O'Brien.
8: That's your final answer.
4: All right. Yes. So far, so good. Ah! Sorry, Seth Myers. Nice guys. I told you.
6: I should have second-guessed myself.
4: I nice swear, guys. Always That's second-guess
6: nice guess yourself.
4: Mm-hmm. Follow your That's instincts. Say. Here's Bob. Ready to play, Bob? Yes. Here we go. Bob, true or false? And in the news holdover, Stormy Daniels agent announced that she will co star with veteran actor Peter Pieni in a feature reenacting her initial encounter with the Donald. Is that true or false? I'm leaning towards false.
9: I'd like to hear from the a uh, little help if I could, please.
1: What do you think, guys? I have to recuse myself still. Why? Brad made it very clear when he emailed my, me these, uh, these questions that I would have to recuse myself.
4: Uh, Fritz, what do you think of the new uh, Stormy Daniels? Her agent has announced that she will co-star with veteran, veteran actor in a feature reenacting her initial encounter with the Donald.
6: Um, I, I don't know why she would want to do that, so I would say false. It just seems like it's in poor taste, considering she's being
4: sued. Fritz is going false. I agree. False. That's your final yeah. answer. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Alright, here's Jack. Good luck to you.
5: Yeah, Brad's in the news stories are ripped from the headlines. <laughs> Things got real steamy in the middle of the Mojave Desert recently. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's it's not Kim Jong un aka Rocket Man. This aviator is an engineer turned limo driver who drew more comparisons to the cartoon character Wiley Coyote from his critics than he did to iconic stuntman Evil Knievel. It's maddening. Who am I talking about?
9: Oh boy! Oh, uh, yeah, definitely what I a lifeline. Yeah, it's
6: the scientist that built the rocket and he went, went up two thousand feet in the air, broke a couple bones, I think. Nothing else happened. He was trying
1: to prove the Earth was flat. Yeah. Uh, That's your final answer. We're going to give it to you. mad
5: Mad Mike Hughes trying to prove the earth was flat.
1: Okay, Uh, here
4: we go. Brad, who said that? Here's the quote. (laughs) Tell me who said it. Quote, she's with us. Now, who said that? Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the former chairman, chairwoman of the Democratic National Committee. Uh, What's her name? Tarana? Tarana Mm -hmm. Burke?
5: Yeah, in the Me Too movement.
4: Yeah, or Meghan Markle, who's engaged to Prince Harry. She's with us. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Tarana, Tarana Burke, or Meghan Markle? You have lifelines.
9: Uh, I definitely like the lifelines. I'm thinking possibly the second uh, second answer, though.
4: Yeah, well, guess what? It's not her.
7: So now you've got <laughs> Debbie <laughs> Wasserman
4: Schultz, the one uh, who is the chairman of the chairwoman of the Democrat, Democratic National Committee during the last presidential election, or Meghan Markle, the actress, terrible actress happens to be engaged to Prince Harry. Terrible? What oh, she's you, awful.
5: What are you saying?
4: I saw her the other night. She's absolutely horrid. You don't know. I do. I saw. I know acting. <laughs> Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Meghan Markle, you have lifelines if you want to use them. Yes, please. Lifelines. What do you think, guys? Meghan Markle.
6: God, I don't know. I would say Debbie Wasserman Schultz. we a split guys, decision like
4: now. Way. Debbie Wasserman Schultz or Meghan Markle? Ms. Burke has been taken out of the equation. Let's go with uh, uh, let's Markle, please. Go with Markle. That's your final yeah. answer?
7: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you got it. Mega yeah. hey, Markle. Good we job. We got a winner! Finally got a winner! Uh, What's yeah. the prize, Pinkman? Oh, we've got plenty of them. We have a four-pack of tickets to Gatorland, Uh also a pair of tickets to the Orlando Science Center to experience Mindbender Mansion, nice. a pair of passes to the advanced screening of Blockers next Tuesday, and a pair of tickets to Wassy's Meat Market Sunshine State Egg Fest Evening, Saturday, April 26th. Well, let him pick. We're going to take a little yeah. break. We'll come cool. back. No Eddie the
4: Shaman today, so we'll have a f- little bit more time for So You Want to win when we continue. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Time for that check of news
2: right now. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. The offspring drummer turned OBGY and saved a prospective juror in his own malpractice trial. This is just a clever ploy to get the jury on his side. Though he does sound pretty fly for a white guy, Next, a man's beer belly actually turned out to be a 30-pound tumor. Ya hear that New Year's resolution people? (laughs) It's possible you just have a tummy tumor so cancel your gym memberships. Just kidding. It's not a tumor. Finally, a North Carolina man broke into a pizza hut and then called 911 and said this is Jesus Christ and I just broke into pizza hut. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to retrieve some stuffed crust pizza. Amen. (laughs) Hut 316. Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File Live blog. Go there to see a guy interrupted in the bathroom by a kid at realradio.fm. And transmission.
0: At realradio1041 on Twitter. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From, and now back to the greatest game show ever. Do you want
8: to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah, so you want
0: to win a?
4: Well, let's get back to so you want to win Who do we have? Art, is he uh, You ready to go, Art? I'm good to go. All right, here we go. Hold on. Oh, I'm going to find my sheet. What the hell? Oh, there we go. True or false? You have lifelines for this or maybe just Fritz. I don't know. True or false? Magician Mark Fathom was barred from the Gold Lion Theater in New Orleans for his disparaging remarks about blues legend Muddy Waters. Is that true or false? Um, lifeline? Lifeline? Anybody? Hello? Fritz? Fritz, over. Manila calling. Fritz, over. Where's Fritz? He's not there.
1: Is he not there?
4: Good. You shouldn't have lifelines for two months. Yeah, I, I can't a be a, 50, a lifeline 50 50 shot.
1: for this one.
5: Flip a damn coin. <laughs>
4: Don't tell me how to run this program. (laughs) Use me as a lifeline.
5: (laughs) Wait, you have the answer. I know. All right, Mr. Phillips, (laughs) lifeline,
4: please. You know, I could really screw with you, sir. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? So you're going to have to determine whether I'm helping you or just messing with you. It's true or false. Magician Mark Fathom was barred the Gold Lion Theater in New Orleans for his disparaging remarks about blues legend, Muddy Waters. I think it's false. Um, you know what?
5: Even if you're screwing with me, I'm going to go with your opinion. I respect it. False. That's your final answer. Oh,
8: boy.
4: Yes, sir. Round two. Wow. <laughs> he- oh, there it. Oh, Fritz
6: is back. Sorry. Uh, where he- were you? I was loading up something.
5: What? Loading up. A truck. Hey, yeah, he loads up shipping <laughs> yeah, containers. I got these uh,
4: cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You know, they fall off one truck, I'm putting them in the other one. Can I load this uh, up for you? Uh, come here, what do you think? Say, <laughs> load <laughs> your mother for me. The
5: reason Pinkman was banned, because that's the Golden Lion Theater. Pinkman performed at the Golden Lion Bar in Titus.
4: There you go, Brad's on the news. Here's Jack. Here you go. stories ripped from the headlines.
5: It's from Brad. People tuned in to get an eyeful of adult movie star Stormy Daniels on 60 Minutes. No one could have guessed the response from another name that surpassed her adult demographic viewership Q rating a couple days later. Maybe it's a generational thing. I mean, who brings it after a 22-year hiatus?
7: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh,
5: Who are we talking about?
6: uh, uh, Damn. uh, Come on. Oh, Uh, Dan! Is is the caller still there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I'm I'm here. Uh, uh, Lifeline, please. Come on. Uh,
1: Come on. You can't get it on your own. Come on,
6: Dan. Smoking weed in a bathtub. Macadamia
1: nuts. Let's go. Let's get an answer. Roseanne, come on. Roseanne's back. Let's go. Roseanne. Killer ratings, uh,
4: yeah,
5: more than sixty minutes. That's what he was referring to. All right, here there. we
4: go. Here's uh, Brad. Who said that? I'll provide you with a quote. You tell me who said it. Quote: I'm sure she's with us. Yeah, you know, jumping up and down somewhere else. I'm sure she's with us. Yeah, you know, jumping up and down somewhere else. Now, who said that? Prince Harry, Pat Summit. The uh, she passed yet? Yes, she did pass. Oh yes. She's oh, she's dead. Pat yes. Summit is yes, sir the uh, former uh, basketball coach who uh, developed Alzheimer's, or Jordan Peele, who won an Academy Award for directing Get Out. Prince Harry, Pat Summit, Jordan Peele. Here's the quote one more time. I'm I'm sure she's with us. Yeah, you know, jumping up and down somewhere else. You have lifelines. Can I uh, do a lifeline? Uh, yeah, I just said you could. <laughs> <laughs> lifeline, please. Yeah, here we go. Come on, guys, help. <laughs> I guess Harry, I don't know. I. I it... I don't think it would be Jordan Peele. <sighs> Who's he talking about? I don't even know. What would
6: he be
1: talking Princess about? Princess Diana. Princess Diana. Oh, I see. Mum? Mummy? Really? Mummy. mummy. I don't
5: know. So These are all out of context. It's hard to tell.
1: I was thinking Prince Harry also.
4: All right. They both say Prince Harry. All right. Go on, Prince Harry. Oh, God.
10: That's your final answer? It is.
4: Want to think about it anymore?
9: Pat Summit.
4: Now you really want to think about <laughs> it?
8: Third option. Go with uh, your gut. Go with your gut. The last option. Not not Summit, not <laughs> Harry.
5: Yeah, Prince Harry, Pat Summit, and Jordan Peele. Who do you want, sir? I'll
4: give you a clue. Jordan,
5: Pee- Jordan Peele.
4: I'll give you a help, some help. It's not Jordan Peele. Oh, that's what that's I saw. Okay. So it's either Prince Harry or Pat Summit. Who's it going to be? I'm going to go with Pat Summit. Don't do that, man. Oh. Go,
5: go. All right, I'm going Prince Harry.
9: That's your final answer? Yes.
5: Yeah, yeah, baby. Side with Turkey and Fritz. I, it, just give your address to Pigman because Jim's going to drive his truck and drive his, your prize right to your house, just to make it a little easier for
4: you, sir. Hey, just because I went easy with him, <laughs> doesn't mean I'll be easy with you, John. Are you ready to play,
5: Mister soft Yes, sir.
4: True or false, John? True or false? What comes around goes around. Inside the pouch, host Boomerang Bob, now has the top-rated radio talk show in Western Australia, leaping over Matt Wright and Dingo Dave. Is that true or false? That's false. False. Right out of that's the box. Finally- there we go. That's false. Yeah. Yes, round two. Good you. luck. He didn't
5: even need Pinkman's help oh, yeah. on it's that. It's not there number go. one. It's number two. two. Show. Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headlines. This item is trash. But I'll go with it anyway. It's bigger than a bread box. In fact, it's twice the size of Texas and growing at an exponential pace. It dates back to 1977, and aside from the United States, has contributions from China, Japan, and other countries. It goes by GPGP for short. Okay, kids, what has scientists concerned, at least on the surface?
4: Yeah, can I get a life. You thing? certainly can.
6: It's the plasti- plasticization of the ocean waters. It's That's like the
4: big lamp? trash. I'll give it to you. Yeah,
5: the GPGP yeah. is the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. A
4: gigantic environmental disaster Except- brought on by once again human beings. Here we go yeah, to Brad. Yeah, who said that? Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. "Quote: I was not particularly bright. I wasn't very athletic." I was a little too tall, odd, funny looking. I was just really weird as a kid. Now, who said that? The actor Jeff Goldblum, the actress Uma Thurman, or the talk show host Conan O'Brien? Did
1: I get a lifeline? For
4: of course. It could be all of those. Can I hear the quote one more time? I'm sorry. Of course, Mr. Fritz, here we go. I was not particularly bright. I wasn't very athletic. I was a little too tall, odd, funny looking. I was just really weird as a kid. Good Jeff Goldblum, Uma Thurman, or Conan O'Brien? Lifelines. I'm going to
1: say Uma Thurman. Uh huh. I said it first. It's my idea. I agree
10: with them.
4: Oh God, you shouldn't. Uma Thurman.
10: <laughs>
4: All right, I'll give you some help. It's it's not Conan O'Brien. Want to stick with uh, Uma Thurman or go with Jeff Goldblum? <sighs> Goldblum plays a mean jazz piano, by the way. What did that mean? Well,
10: you said tall, so I think Thurman's taller than Bloom.
4: I I think it might be right. So you're going to go with Thurman?
10: Yes. That's your final answer? Yes. Yeah,
1: baby! Hey, got it. Good job.
5: He's right. However, no way Uma Thurman's taller than Jeff Goldblum. No.
1: No, he said she's taller than Bloom. That would be his cousin, Jeff Gold, Bloom.
4: Your wife taller than you now. My wife is not taller than me. No, mine is not. Because no. she's still growing and I'm shrinking.
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> In more ways than one. Let me there tell you.
7: you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, you can Son. laugh all yeah
4: yeah laugh all you want. I didn't laugh Yeah, go ahead and laugh all yeah. Oh, thank you. Laugh all you want. <laughs> you'll you'll have to deal with it someday yourself. It Pink says man. you. There's your promo, dude.
1: <laughs> what time is it? It's 6:41. Okay, cool. Who's
4: up next? Jim. All right, whoever you Chris, want. Sure. <laughs> Here we go, Chris. You ready? Let's go. All right, buddy. Here we go. True or false. Baghdad has been at the bottom of the best quality of life city list for a decade now. Is that true or false?
10: Can I get a lifeline from Fritz?
4: Yes, you can. <laughs> true or false, Fritz? Uh, I would say false. Baghdad. What do you think is worse than Baghdad?
6: Um, Eastern Ghouta in Syria. Yeah,
1: Eastern Ghouta. Horrible. horrible. I hate that place. Baghdad has been the bottom of
4: the best quality of life city list for a decade now. True or false?
9: I'm going to go with Fritz and go with false. I'm going
4: to go with false.
9: That's your final answer?
4: I'm sorry, it's true. (laughs) Where where
6: does Eastern Ghouta?
1: Didn't make the list. What do you like
4: to know? Where people in Baghdad go when they want to improve their quality of life.
1: (laughs) Nice summer homes there. Got that right.
4: There we got a couple of <laughs> more contestants.
7: Damn.
1: Oh, we lost Javier.
4: Oh, Javier. i go with John. Well, we got room for a couple of more because Eddie the Shaman is not here. No so I have Eddie to fill today. some time. Here's John. Ready to play, John? Yes, sir. I am. All right, buddy. Here we go. <clears throat> True or false. Jay-Z and Beyonce will be executive producers for J-Bay's House Party, a retro hip-hop channel. On Sirius XM.
1: Well, that sounds like fun.
4: Is that true or false? You have lifelines. Or a lifeline.
1: Um,
9: Let's go uh, with the lifeline. lifeline what do you think,
4: Fritz? Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce will be executive producers for J-Bay's House Party, would, a
9: retro hip-hop
4: channel on Sirius XM.
6: I would say false just because I haven't heard of it. Doesn't mean it's not true, but I'm I'm, I'm going to say false.
4: Fritz says false.
9: Um...
10: Yeah, I'm going to go with Spritz. I'm going to pay
9: Paul. That's
4: your final answer. Yeah, good job. All right,
10: round two. Congratulations. You're still
5: in the running for our final prize today. Common bond, Brad's in the news. The blobfish, the turkey vulture, and the fruit fly. What do these three animals have in common? The blobfish, turkey vulture, and fruit fly.
1: Um, Let's go with the lifeline again. Lifeline's. Ted Cruz has been compared to all of them.
5: You're not wrong, <laughs> but that's not the answer.
1: Damn it! You to throw in monkfish and the warthog as well. Ooh, smelly creatures.
4: Uh,
6: I I honestly don't know. Um, uh, Think about all, it. they all had recently discovered.
4: No.
1: Uh-huh. Well, uh huh. they're on the endangered list. When you, yeah, when you look at them, what what comes to mind? They're Dread. beautiful. They're what this. People. No, they're ugly. Oh. They're the ugliest Next creatures. There yeah. go.
5: The top three of the ten ugliest animals on Earth per animal planet.
1: Aw. Thanks, Pinkman. Oh,
5: yeah. you,
4: you got it, bro. John, here we go. It's Brad who said that. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go to this one. Uh, quote, she wants to make criticisms of me. She should look in the mirror. Now, who said that? Uh, Jose Baez, Donald Trump, or Johnny Depp? She wants to make criticisms. Of, "Quote." She wants to make criticisms of me. She should look in the mirror. Joe, Jose, I almost said Joan Baez. Jose <laughs> Baez, Donald Trump, Johnny Depp. You have lifelines.
10: Uh, I'm gonna go with
1: lifeline again. What do you think, guys?
6: Uh, I'm gonna go with Johnny Depp.
1: I'm trying to imagine each person saying it. I know. Want to use their voices. She wants to make... What is it? She wants to make criticisms of me. She should look in a mirror. <laughs> I you can't know, tell whether that's Donald Trump or Ed, Edward G. Robinson. It's
5: <laughs> I thought it was Johnny Depp.
1: <laughs> she wants to make criticisms of me. She should try looking in a mirror. That's not too bad. Like, you know, I <laughs> can see that. If I'm thinking of Johnny Depp, I can could, I could see that. Look at all my bracelets and necklaces. Hunter S. Thompson was one of my best friends. He's kind of like if you you were to do the Beatles cadence in an American accent. Okay, I don't need an explanation. (laughs) I'm just breaking it down scientifically.
6: (laughs) All right, now it's not funny, Pinky.
1: You're not funny. Yeah, once you start explaining yourself, then it's like,
4: why?
6: See, I'm in the other camp. I like jokes to be explained to me. No, I can't also do that.
4: So we have Jose Baez, (laughs) you know, the attorney for uh, Casey Anthony. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, we know who he is. And Johnny Depp, the actor she wants to make criticisms of me, she should look in the mirror. Come on, you got this.
0: I want to go Donald Trump. You want to go Donald Trump?
7: There
0: you go. I really want to go Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it has something to
10: do with either uh, Roseanne. uh, Not uh, not Roseanne Barr. What's the other one? Rosie O'Donnell.
4: I'm going to Um, give you a little bit of help here. (laughs) It's not Donald Trump. Oh, damn it. just, Just scratch that. So it's either Jose Baez or Johnny Depp.
1: Johnny
8: Depp. Oh, boy.
4: Hmm. Mm. You can use lifelines on this. That's just 50-50. Uh,
8: I'm,
4: I'm favorite, going to say Baez. Go oh.
9: That's your final answer? Mm.
10: Yeah.
4: Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, man, I got it, man. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, got, the the last last prize. Prize. got the last prize. Last prize. So Javier is playing for the for the glory, right? Oh, yeah,
5: shouldn't bro. have hung up earlier, Javier.
4: All right. Javier, cool. it's only for the glory now, man, but you're the last player. All right. Let's go, guys. All right, Daddy-o, Here we go. <laughs> true or false, like Javier? True or false? <laughs> One in six pet owners have set up a social media account for their pet. Is that true or false? <laughs> I think
9: it's true,
4: but I want a lifeline. You don't need that's to fun. Line. You said true. That's all that's needed. Yeah, and don't think about it too much. Here we go to round two. Here's Jack.
5: I just remembered my dog Jeter has a Facebook Aww. page.
1: Aww. Uh,
5: in the news stories, ripped from the headlines, let's go with a common bond. A
7: Walmart, a public library, and a Burger King. What do these?